Welcome everybody to the Polarized Podcast. Welcome to have you back if you are a avid listener of this podcast. Glad to have you here. We are talking about fear and loathing today. I mean, I just, I want to get right into it. So I'm going to rush through this. So fear and loathing uh, came out in 1998. Uh, Terry Gilliam, the score for this is a 49%. Rotten critics do not like it. And then fresh on the audience side. Oh, wait, what am I saying? I, I didn't, I, if you, because, you know, in podcasting, every episode is a potential first episode for somebody. I'll tell you what this podcast is about. I almost, I was getting into scores. I see, I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm so excited. Um, this is Polarized Podcast. This is a podcast about polarizing movies, polarizing the sense of Rotten Tomato scores. The movies that we cover on this podcast have divisive scores on Rotten Tomatoes. Sometimes the critics love it. Audiences hate it, vice versa. Those are the movies that we're getting into. Today, we're getting into Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Couldn't be more happy to discuss this. Um, yeah, 49.89. I'm going to introduce my co-host. Let's... I, I, we got to get him in here. I want to see how he's doing. Already get the vibe check going. Mr. James Lindsay, how's it going? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, it's me, James Lindsay. What's going on? I'm ready to talk Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Could you imagine if they did yes, like yes, a whole yes. like uh, like sequence of these of these movies? I know he had like different books that had the Fear and Loathing at, uh, attachment to it, right? Maybe maybe mm-hmm. our, uh, our esteemed uh, guest will help us. But I was thinking like... Uh, what is that L- the uh, LMFAO song where they just uh, party rock? Yeah, party. And we were like they like. Uh, I'm in Miami, bitch. I, yeah, I'm, I'm in, in Miami. Miami. Yeah, and then the, <laughs> thank you, thank you. We're, we'll reveal your you in a second. Um, but thank you for that. This this magical voice. This it sounds like my conscience. But uh, <laughs> they were they did a whole album of like I'm in Miami, and then they like I'm in Los Angeles, I'm oh, yeah. in New York, and they did the like road. fifty different same recording uh and even like i like chattanooga bitch yeah um, places like that so what if there was yeah like fear and loathing and chattanooga that would be interesting but i don't know what it would it would consist of i i like uh i like this vegas version i uh we have Mm. a history with this movie and we have a very special guest today brandini and i kind of want to get right into it as well I i hope you're doing well because i am i'm doing yeah i mean i'm I am overwhelmed with joy, so I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. I'm glad you're excited too. Let's bring in this guest. Let's get yes down to business. Yes. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna freaking do it. Do it. It's not Let's the first. It. It's not the second. It's not the last. It's somewhere in between. <laughs> we are bringing back after last week one Blarge, a Blarge Junior, if if you will was the sweet, sweet appetizer to the main course. No shade on Blarge Jr. But this yeah, no. is the OG Blarge coming in for a Hunter S. Thompson movie, a Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas movie, uh, a Corey Hart is <laughs> yes. in the same building as the Brandini, to my, to my mm-hmm. assumption. Uh, building, different rooms, yeah. 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 It sounds like the <laughs> name of a talking head song. Story of our lives. <laughs> <laughs> same building, different rooms. Same building, different rooms. Where are we? Where are we? <laughs> <laughs> I think, uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's a hit. Uh, <laughs> welcome, welcome back, uh, Blarge El, El Cory, uh to to the El Brandini and me, the forever guest. It feels like I'm coming home, and I'm so happy to have you. 
Yeah. We have a history as as friends, and we have kind of a history with this movie, I I feel like. I can't pinpoint a time when we watched it personally together. There was one time with Brandon I I remember watching. Oh, yeah. uh, I was a huge advocate of this movie. Oh, yeah, or at least the beginning or something like that. But you personally, Corey, do you have like a... A history of first first time watching it was it uh, the books first or was it was it this movie? Because for me, this was like my introduction to Hunter S. Thompson. I feel like as well. Yeah, um, I don't. I'm I sure I watched the movie first, but um, I don't really recall any specific times that I've watched it. Uh, but I'm sure I've seen it like. <laughs> I was thinking the same times. thing. Isn't like, that so funny how that works out? It's like I yeah, it it there's so many memories of it, it's hard to keep any of them straight. You just know the you know it would happen. Sure. You know you uh once watching it's also it again. a long time ago, you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> it's kind of just becomes a part of you. Yeah. Like you and, and even watching it this time for myself, we were kind of talking right before we started of just like it's been at, le- at least five years, I feel like, since I've watched it uh, T to B, uh, top, top to bottom, Taco to Bell. Um, <laughs> and it was ah, just long enough, I feel like. And, and it's just one of those movies that's, that is so much a part of you. And I enjoy the process of revisiting uh, familiar favorites, especially if you're in that mood and I think I was really, really in the mood and, and you still pick up new things each time, especially because you're kind of a new person too. Um, I feel like, but absolutely. How do you feel? How do you feel? Brandini? How long has it been since, since you watched this? I feel like you said like 20 times, Corey, like, yeah, that's all of us. I I, I feel like I would I, think so. I don't know. It's I mean, yeah. incalcul- incalculable. Cause it was a movie where I took it on the road. Like, you know, when it was hanging out with people, it would be at houses around the time that this came out in my life. You know, you're, we're not drinking. We're just starting to get into doing drugs, but it's really just like smoking weed is really like smoking a lot of cigarettes. Yeah. Cigarettes and weed and getting into that point. And, um, and trying to find like our voice and our style and, Mm -hmm. and, you know, kind of like the, I think, I think we kind of, there was there's some of us that were really into the beat stuff too like our you know some of our, i don't know friends around friends around me too and that that was like a really interesting and, and fun way to find a way to express yourself and your independence yeah. um but this was more about like opening your mind in a different way and and being kind of like destructive with uh your your body and and, and everything yeah. to see how far see to find the line and and see how far you can go and kind of yeah. and expand your consciousness. And um, I think personally, and you know, we we all went to a, the same, that's how we met each other. But um, mm-hmm. for me, yeah, the, you know, as, as whatever you say about, you know, going through private school, you know, mm-hmm. religious school system and everything, I, I felt kind of sheltered and there was this bubble that I was in and I was just ready to burst out of that baby, you know? And I think this was mm-hmm. like, a way to do it uh and i remember i would like fall asleep to this movie sometimes and when i could like oh you can put your movie on like your ipod that's crazy and i would like fall asleep sometimes to movies and this was like one that would bring me comfort and then getting into the books uh and everything like that and like rum diary um Mm -hmm. and just his overall like philosophy on on life and everything was something that made this even as we were just saying like the movie means so much more than just a movie because we were I don't know. I mean, myself, I was looking at it almost like a lifestyle and, and kind of like a, 
yeah. edgy sort of, you know, teenager going into college sort of way. Um, yeah. It's, it, yeah. That's interesting. Cause I feel the same way and it's, uh, at now rewatching it, have rewatched it. Like I, um, it was really apparent to me how much reckless abandonment these uh, grown ass men like mm-hmm. are, are like putting out there, like really not caring about anybody but themselves. And it was fascinating to watch this because I think the attraction at the time was that it was just, you were pushing it, you're, you know, grabbing life by the balls essentially. And it, or, or like being one of those people where you're like, you know, trying to like, master the matrix you know mm-hmm. looking at uh society as this thing that you can navigate through in a particular with a particular mindset that kind of yep. that opens things up um yeah and, and does, that's like kind of the 90s attitude coming in a bit too and sure and the terry terry gilliam of it all and his style of filmmaking is is so fascinating as well and something that like i'm not deeply familiar with but i'm like you know somewhat from like 12 12 monkeys and um mm. i i don't know i think the what is it brazil i think i have to revisit that one because it's just there's such frenetic i've never seen that yeah. manic energy to his filmmaking that it's it's a lot to to take in um even even this movie but i think you know it's hard to look at it objective objectively as we keep saying it's like it's so so much a part of you that it's you know what to expect so it's nothing really kind of uh, blows your mind or, or grinds your gears or anything but mm. i think the comedic side of it was pretty successful i mean to touch it's on so that, like, funny like yeah how because even i remember the book as well just being extremely a riot yeah just very very funny read and mm. um as as far as someone who is like i don't just the guy's like a journalistic kind of hero as well as just being able to like observe human behavior from like a sociological sort of sort of way or something mm-hmm. like that and, and look at the big picture and make sweeping monologues that kind of hit home in like a very uh fat like fun interesting way to read read prose and the gonzo journalism shit likened to like the beat generation everything like that as you know someone i'm kind of jabbing too much here and i'll let you guys speak i'm sorry but someone who you know like i wrote my little poems in my book and stuff like that and someone who in, loved all that stuff was just like, Oh, you don't need rules. Like you, the whole point of it is like to break down the rules mm-hmm. and, and kind of just, uh, find your, find your voice that yeah. way. And that was, um, inspiring to me in a, in a big way. But, um, is there anything else you guys want to say like big picture and we can go, uh, into some of like the, the dressings of the movie, or we can just start talking about the, the plot here. Hmm. Or you got, I feel I have like lots of, things i want to say but i don't i am like uh, monologuing myself sorry about that <laughs> no no it's no you're good um i think it was apparent to me watching it now as like a 30 something where mm-hmm. probably the last time i watched it was early 20s i've probably been 10 years at least but sure i think it was like it was the same but different almost like i could i could mm-hmm. see i could i immediately like remembered lines remembered scene details remembered like was right back in it and remembered almost how i felt when i first was so into it and how i almost like idolized these characters and like (laughs) wanted to recreate it almost (laughs) and like thought that that was 
the thing and it was so different but now that's not what i'm thinking you know but it's but i still have the same type of like um i mean i so i i read the book a couple times too same. around late teens early 20s and it was um i feel personally like the book's a lot quite a bit different from, from mm-hmm. and i love yeah. both but i think uh yeah the book's kind of heavier on like it taps more into the the monologue about the 60s and the, mm-hmm. end, the, end, of, yeah, the totally. end of that movement and stuff and mm-hmm. um but yeah i don't know watching it back again after such a long time having not seen it was was pretty cool and i feel like it still didn't keeps really giving. Mm-hmm. yeah I, it didn't really make me see it in a different way but it was it was almost like really nostalgic for me yeah to be, like just remember how i like my youth a little bit mm-hmm. and like how much this movie meant to me um and it was kind of cool to like be back in that mode for a little bit um but then like, i was kind of like blown away by how like shocking and over the top some of the scenes were mm-hmm. and like why was i so like into that at the time? <laughs> i don't know like, like i really remember thinking like oh i'm gonna go recreate this someday and this is gonna be like you know i'm gonna do like part two of this or something but yeah never never quite materialized i guess but Could i don't you know imagine james, tr- james you and i had a little uh excursion out to las vegas yeah I mean, we tried to replicate in without having uh any, any of, of the things that yeah the ma- that matter like we didn't have any money we didn't have any ability scarier yeah <laughs> we just found ourselves there we're like wow this city what is fucking pointless if you're underage and have no money <laughs> why did we drive out here? why did we come here yeah and so we pretty much went right back home but i think that that journey was yeah was something that we were trying to replicate uh a thing that happened from our from our heroes um but i i get what you mean where it is kind of i start to question certain things about about the structure and everything not that not as eh, i guess critically but like not that i don't like it or anything but just oh it was still so enjoyable oh yeah (laughs) i wasn't like you critique the movie at all it was just (laughs) like whoa why was i thinking at, at 19 that like these were like the the guys who got life and like uh-huh. this is who how i should pattern my life after. they're such miserable what pieces was, of shit what was wrong <laughs> yeah. With me at that age? <laughs> yeah they're awful and, and i think they're the, awful the, <laughs> they're, i mean that was maybe that was my big big takeaway this time and maybe that my energy matched the energy of the movie at like when i first got into it and everything but this time i was just yeah. like these guys are fucking chaos everywhere yes, they go. Was, they make it, it worse. Anxiety, and I was like, holy shit. Yeah, like, exactly. I wasn't like, oh my God, they're like, down. <laughs> they're so rebellious. They don't give a shit. Right. You know, I mean, obviously there's, there's troubling stuff that, you, you know, and that, that occurs, but there's plenty of they other stuff. Like, oh, shit. Yeah. But it was like, that sort of uh, anarchic sort of thinking was very attractive to, to the developing mind. But now I'm just kind of like, Oh my God, it like of, it's, yeah, it it's kind of, it's just scary too. Like now that it, I think it is of it, it's, and how romanticized like, it, the movie yeah. itself kind of makes it also Hunter exactly. Thompson himself who, yeah, yeah, whatever you feel about him, but right. Uh, yeah. Not maybe as maybe the, the, the first few times I watched it, I, I had, experimented with drugs but maybe hadn't 
really tapped into the darker sides of them yet. And so mm-hmm. it's not eating a whole like, sheet of acid, you know, yeah, that, right. that, because <laughs> yeah, the consumption it, levels we're talking about in this oh, is something insane. I, yeah, really took notice of. And I was like, my God, oh, they were completely <laughs> twisted, like the entire time. Like it wasn't like, Absolutely. oh, they took a little too much one night. It was like they were raging, like, menaces the entire time <laughs> right. and, those you know, hotel think, rooms oh my, yeah. god. oh my god just fucking murdered them honestly i was excited to get into that flamingo hotel room i was like oh this feels oh, good like we're in a nice clean <laughs> yeah. room and then totally. it like, happens so yes. quick shit goes there like goes also, sour we don't so really fucking know quick. we don't really know exactly what happened in that second hotel room like it's all flashbacks no, it's like, the hangover it, 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 exactly like oh my god i really wish you had to go find justin bartha at a certain point <laughs> <laughs> the, the the movie's almost divided in the two halves it's like before the adrenochrome and and after you know? right or oh, like really when he like tries to happen it's just him, it's there's a lot of the movie of him yeah. trying to piece together like what was going that, on mm-hmm, right what he did what dr gonzo did what they which it, do and- some of that stuff that was in there was it just seemed like they went to a vons and then just got melons yeah, and then just started yeah. beating them on the hood of their own car yeah <laughs> and, yeah. and everybody's general while a crowd gathered and yeah that was <laughs> oh, could you imagine and yeah i just i it's so funny, James, that you felt that way because I felt that way when he gets into the hotel room and really felt it. Like once I saw Doctor Gonzo again, I'm like immediately, I was like, "Ooh, okay, <laughs> here we go again, here we go again." Yeah. And you can see that, like, it kind of a life draining out of uh, Hunter. Like, I mean, Johnny Depp and everything. Like, yeah. he's just like, oh, like, he, like he's so excited to take a rest. I think, and that happened earlier in the movie at the other ho- hotel room. But he's just kind of like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I was enjoying those kind of moments of him too, like a lot this this viewing where just him, oh oh fuck, oh shit, oh. Don't you guys? Oh, don't so I never, I never really put this together. Uh, I don't think That's so when funny. I when I used to watch it, but this time I thought it was funny how they were never really on the same page as far as how hard they were tripping. Like, yeah, you know, totally. either one of them was mm-hmm. like chilling and kind of annoyed or like irritated that the other was tripping so hard totally. or uh-huh. vice versa. And that was kind of like funny to me this time around. <laughs> it's like, they, yeah, they really just like, they both do the same things, but not at the same times. And it's like, it's a classic comedy. Like, ah, now I'm straight. And you're <laughs> fucked up. Like, what yeah. are we doing? <laughs> but yeah, they could never really like just dial it in together. Just kind of right. Like constantly oh, one's trying is... to like talk the other person down. But then like Benicio yeah. is just yeah. like so aloof and just kind of like, fuck, man, you got to yeah. I mean, you got to figure it out or like, yeah. But not really, though. There were times as like, your remember... attorney, I advise you that kind of shit. But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but there were times where like like when they first checked in um that's the, oh let's talk the about first that scene. hotel called i don't even the, know if uh, america the americano the mint the, the mint the mint right? is the race uh, well that's the race but the then mint there was all the mint stuff around that's what i was trying to figure out the too americana. okay maybe gotcha. i don't it's not important yeah. all the free like the, the you the see first, that like kind of cg free mile that's kind of cool. the, the reptile orgy the reptile yes. orgy. that looks I mean, so cool still can oh, i just yeah. say yeah, dude it's it's, it's it is it that held up surprisingly <laughs> of all things that held up in this movie it's like wow wow and the acid trip like seeing the carpet 
like as he's tripping yeah, i thought I was love that ex- effect. extremely accurate in terms of like the visuals right. that that would happen on hallucinogens um oh. so i've heard but uh sure <laughs> another, <laughs> another one example and of the that lady too, that breathing is, it's all that subtle stuff oh, is so great dude right with her kind of pulsing like, <laughs> yeah and, and it like stretches yeah. her face out too yeah mm-hmm. oh that my was god very cool. for 1998 that was pretty damn good yeah like subtle, it wasn't like worked. trying to shove it there at times it was especially like adrenochrome and how intense that was it just made that much that much more intense but like it, otherwise there was a lot of there was a lot of subtle stuff and then like the ether it was, it was just the, like more their body movement it wasn't so much just like yeah. yeah just like throw a bunch of crazy visuals and let people know that they're fucked up i yeah well, it was it was cool because the entire movie is composed of scenes that are to some degree uh visually simulating what it mean like what mm-hmm. it feels like to be fucked up but they didn't just keep doing the same thing over and over they kind of did it with different like depending on where they were and what drug they were doing it was kind mm-hmm. of a different like vibe mm-hmm. you know so it was, i thought that was kind of it it wasn't just one note the whole time it was like oh this makes you feel this way or makes it look this way or whatever so yeah and when oh. they're kind of, they are trying to kind of wind down or and he does have those those softer moments of being able to uh narrate and and you know you know lifting things straight out of the book and ha- having johnny depp kind of read it, i thought i just there's plenty of times where that would be annoying or not work i just think it's think it's uh much it's needed necessary. in a movie like yeah. this yeah and it is kind of kind mm. of beautiful almost some of it and, and I mean, it that's, that's how the, and that's how the movie starts is i don't know just like some i really enjoy the narration like and for for like yeah. not there's plenty yeah. of narration that doesn't work very well but uh the you know the little montage of them leaving the just the their vibe is is it's it's like i don't know man it's almost three <laughs> stooges or something because like uh, a buddy they, a buddy road trip vibe like yeah they're just very like they treat the little person like, like shit they walk out with their drinks <laughs> they and they like throws change on the fucking ground oh and it's so matter of fact yeah. aloof and, and then they just, and then there's that and flaming, that, the flaming sword yeah, like guard, guarding that? the gates of eden like what, what the fuck yeah. what was that about i don't know and, and then, then the person, i love a decapitated that. person as well in the car accident and then this delete all the music that i thought that was just mm-hmm. i'm in the movie i'm in it i'm in it yeah. yeah and there's so much wonderfully like uh visual gags and things that convey the um big themes you know i thought so after the uh the flaming sword angel which obviously stands for something it is the they're leaving eden i guess i don't know fuck i guess right because that's the name of the that's the name of the of la like that that's what you're saying is like that's what that means i mean well the the flaming sword guards the the garden of eden once once god like kicks adam and eve out he's like i gotta put this guy with this this angel with a sword flaming sword guarding eden so you motherfuckers don't come back and eat my fruit whoa okay i mean yeah i guess but it's like <laughs> i, I mean that, that's the only like an uh, angel with a flaming sword that's the ref that is the reference that i no I it is think. it is and but it's my shelter like, again my sheltered uh upbringing in the school we all went to uh prepared right. me just for this moment thank you <laughs> nailed well, it I think, I think there's i don't that kind of leads into what i've been wanting to say of like there's there's really not like i remember thinking this movie was so deep <laughs> and so like you know yeah yeah like deep but it's not like it's really not and it's that's kind Mm -hmm. of the 
like yeah. the beauty of it is it's mm-hmm. so it's so like puts you in in an experience for sure but it's like there's really not much to get from it other than the experience but you know buy the ticket take the ride like mm-hmm. it's it just mm-hmm. it is simply what it is and it's not i think the book did was a little bit um more <clears throat> profound and i think mm-hmm. the movie is just kind of extremely entertaining and yeah it makes you think a little bit but it's it's really not like i don't think that's the intention i don't think it's trying to be like a faithful like i think it's it's using the the spirit of the book and it it really taps into the spirit of the book but but as far as what it's what it says like if you've never read the book not familiar with it and you watch the movie i don't think you'd be like oh this is so poignant and this is a, re- a meditation on the death of the hippie movie no it's just a fucking like it has its moments it has its movie. moments for sure but i think <laughs> it like does but i think the yeah. i think this it's successful in in a way of like i was saying kind of touching on earlier not being critical necessarily of the structure but just under, understanding that it like doesn't really heed to a normal movie structure and it is almost like a book yeah. structure it just kind of fucking mm. goes and things happen and then it and then it ends and it's it is really about his character i guess at, at the end just i mean going going back to L, la and all that is like it just has narration top to bottom and uh the prologue and epilogue is is just kind of makes it feel like a book as well um mm-hmm. but i totally get what you mean where it, it can't do what a book does but it is interesting i think and this time around too of like yeah there's no like there's not much of a three act structure. I think it does split down the middle almost when he leaves, gets caught by Gary Busey and then like comes and then <laughs> right. talks the to return, talks to him on the phone and yeah. then comes back. That's kind of like yes. the first yeah, and second marks, half, if anything, I that guess. That marks yeah. like a, a before mm. and after type mm. thing. But I, I, I don't get me it's, wrong. It's more like, of like I, vignettes kind of. Yeah. I think it was smart to not to, to make it the way that Terry Gilliam made it. I think Absolutely. Yeah. That if you're gonna if you're gonna make an adaptation of this book, the way he did it was perfect. I, I think wow. it would be it'd be foolish to try to, you know, it's crazy it that today? Tried, honestly, it's crazy that they try to make oh. a movie about that. Like on the uh, like, it's mm. it seems mm. difficult, right? It, it's because they're I don't know, and it's been a while since I read the book, but it that I thought about that too. Is just like man, it's it must have been so hard to try to adapt this. That process of adaptation must, must have been interesting and, and getting that spirit. And I think that is what is most important is getting that spirit of, uh, and having kind of like gonzo filmmaking almost applied to to the movie. Yeah. 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 Um, but not a full like escape from tomorrow is what is that movie? What is that Disney where they go to Disneyland and do the gorilla, gorilla filmmaking. (laughs) Yeah. That was, that was, uh, Gorilla filmmaking, yeah, yeah, <laughs> fucking crazy. Brandon, have you seen that one? That movie's a uh, fucking trip. Oh man, I have it. I'll I'll bring it next time. There you go. Oh yeah, okay. I'm, uh, it's got to be polarizing in its own way. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the 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 reptile orgy, and then I remember reading the book and seeing like little pictures and stuff, and all the yeah, Ralph Ste- the that. Ralph Steadman like design finds its seeps its way in as well, not just in the font. I think. Is like yeah, you're right. Design of even like the reptiles grotesque. and everything's grotesque. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, very much claustrophobic. So. All the mirrors and he's just has uh-huh. this broken cigarette the whole time. And I thought even something that was accurate of like he look. He's like Benicio's right there, 
And then he looks away and then he looks and he's gone and he just freaks out yeah, <laughs> and he's yeah. like, I'm alone. And I'm again, all the, all the, everything feels wet and all that shit. But then he right. looks and then he's, then Benicio is just there again. I guess that process of like, uh, lo- like losing your friend and reunification of your, of your friend again, I guess of, you know, Brandon and, and Corey yeah. are like going to festivals and stuff and like, Oh shit, yeah, where'd they go? Sure. Oh, you're there. Oh my God. Thank you. <laughs> I, I was, I thought it was alone for a second. In that scene that you're referencing, not only did he like lose them for a second, but he had a full like fantasy or, yes. or, or like hallucination of some other shit that didn't even happen. Mm-hmm. And then he, you know, came to and looked over and he was just right there, you know, sitting yelling, next to yelling about golf shoes. <laughs> yeah. And all the yeah. shit seeping on his, under his feet and, and everything. Yeah. And he's, been, it, there was a funny, he's like something about the muck. He's like, he yeah, walk yeah. In this muck or something. <laughs> he golf shoes. Yeah. Go. He yeah. Golf shoes. Yeah. Um, yeah. man, it's uh, Kawasaki. <laughs> Yamaha. Uh, but there's something re- that stuck out to me as being really another level of its humor is that making all of those people reptiles is commenting on how like how these people like what they represent like what people that are in a place like that doing the things that they're doing how they can come off as being these reptilian people and making a strong comment on society at that time or excess or like what I mean, I guess I'm just curious because I don't think I've fully fleshed out after watching this again as to like what is really its what is its take on humanity and what is its larger take on society at that time? Because they're obviously imbibing in a lot of the fruits of things, but then there's always the fear that's creeping around the corner about like what coming out of the drug binge and then realizing that this is how things are just are now and things that the used to be our dead but like do you i get i guess i'll just simply put this to you guys is do you think this has a positive outlook on the future of society or a negative one i i don't think it has an outlook on the future i I don't think it's concerned with the future at all i think it's it's Mm. a meditation on like the last not even decade but like basically it start you know in 65 or whatever in san francisco that's that's Mm -hmm. when the hippie movement started and he's got that woolen jacket they did a little they did a flashback with flea in the bathroom with flea in the bath and then that i was almost cackling that whole like uh voiceover about how the man who saw them in that is now always looking because he knew he could never he could never have as much fun or something like that (laughs) he can never understand what kind of kicks men right bathroom doors or or whatever and i didn't really that that was one of the things i didn't i didn't really retain was that little like line Mm. about that and i i got a kick out of that this time the music and everything it was very noir but i i took i and especially the movie Corey. i agree to your even to your point earlier where it's commentary on any of that is not as present in the movie maybe it is more so in the book and i like how you put it as as a meditation on on things past and what has you know the whole american dream thing and how it rots in in vegas and and all that shit but uh i think the movie does want to have its fun and then intersplice yeah some some moments of that but it's not it's not as concerned especially okay so mm-hmm. that part uh, towards the end where he's the voiceover is he's talking about 
I, or maybe it was when he was on the typewriter in between uh, when Gonzo came back, but whatever. There's it, two there's times a, in the movie that he's on the typewriter. There's a couple times right? where it's mm-hmm. similar, similar it's vibe mm-hmm. um, or similar kind of speech, but the wave crashing about, one is the one I remember. Yeah. The, the wave. Yeah, the, yeah exactly. The, that's so the first one was the wave one. That's yeah. the big, like, you know, moment in the movie where it's like, oh, that's everyone can probably tell like even if you haven't read the book like that's probably from the book you know mm-hmm. it's so poetic and it's so like the high water mark cresting yeah over. exactly yeah. and then it rolled back or whatever mm-hmm. so that part in the book though Come on, is like people way now. more way more like fleshed out in the book like it's not just that little part that's probably like the mm-hmm. you know the core of that mm-hmm. part in the book so it's cool that they took that and used it but yeah he he really went a lot deeper in the book talking about the same kinds of things but um but yeah i think it was it was well done in the sense that you know you needed that in there to have some cohesion in the movie otherwise it's just a bunch of random scenes of craziness mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. um but yeah it was but it, it, yeah it could so just real, be about the drugs yeah it, it has totally. adds more meaning yeah. yeah but it has like such a like it under i think a part of the success and why we're talking about it still is that it understands drug culture because there's movies that have a hard time i feel like that understanding what it means to be like what drug culture means what it is to have an hallucinogenic mm-hmm. experience sure. like all of that because the majority of the time it's a caricature like maybe those people obviously have smoked weed who are writing and creating you know uh content previously that is eliciting like uh the co- uh, like hippie stuff uh psychedelic stuff but this movie has a really like it seems so genuine and where it's coming from and understands the subject matter well which again was yeah. really refreshing to see the performances as well. Like I, Benicio blew my fucking mind this time yeah, around. Yes. Like, still, he like still blew did. my mind. Cause he's done yeah. so many great performances since then. And I've grown to totally. love him. Even Brandon, you had, we've been doing these Amazon watch parties and in, in the mm. discord chat. And I, I caught the tail end of Sicario with you and his performance of that is amazing. And even that little tidbit about like he asked uh, Villeneuve or whatever to like remove a lot of his lines because he he thought he had too many lines and he wanted to seem more mysterious. And like for an actor to have the humble opinion of like, I put put me in less, like give, <laughs> it will like, have more. Big, I want to have a yeah. more of like a stronger effect if I yeah, if I do less. And but this movie, I don't know whatever if it's method acting or what, but like his ability to bring that dark side of drugs into the picture uh, yes. while Johnny Depp is good. I just think there there's a lot of times where I think he's doing like uh an impression of Hunter S. Thompson so so straightforwardly of you know mm-hmm. uh as as successfully as it is and how it comes across on film, he knows how to perform on film. You know, he, he's he's great in that in that way of and his and his facial features and everything. But Benicio is like a full body high for me, just watching his his mm-hmm. performance yeah, and his experience going through the the fear and and the and the dark side of of uh of the shit and and when he's losing his mind about cameron diaz i mean even though right off the bat like one took over the line shit and like like doing like his <laughs> Dude, belly, yeah. bellies out he's like oh, oh, oh. <laughs> no, you're, I, what the wanted, fuck are we doing in the desert man like i wanted to bring up oh, that, God, that, first, that first scene <laughs> because it's so like quoted and it's so like iconic yeah. and, and oh, even the the movie poster and like the like I used to have the DVD and it's 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 the cover is when, you know, 
Toby Maguire comes to the car and they both like swivel their heads around to mm-hmm. look at him. That's that's the cover of the movie. So it's like, you know, that scene is is very iconic. But I mm-hmm. wanted to mention how great he was in particular in that scene, because you just get <laughs> hit the ground running like it's, you know. Oh, yeah. Right away. You're just like, oh, what the fuck is going on? Like, OK, this guy's <laughs> out of his fucking mind. You know, <laughs> already been yelling at people on the phone yeah yeah about him where yeah once you're getting and then he pulls out his gun like out of a paper bag and he's just like ah like you know talking about some some guy that the toby mcguire character doesn't know about he's just like so confused and scared but yeah it's just it brings you so like already within the first couple minutes you're like oh i'm i'm engaged in this like and putting you in the pov of toby mcguire being picked up in their car is such a smart move because you just Mm -hmm. feel like yeah you're just picked up for this ride and and then they literally do a pov of him they're looking at you offering you like this fucking roach that's like he's like just yeah and don't touch my neck (laughs) all the edits in that scene in particular are really like really speedy and like really Mm -hmm. um you know you it's like you're having like an anxiety attack almost watching it from the perspective of toby Maguire because it's so like oh shit i what am what have i just got myself into you know right and like but, the if you were to it was funny last week we we i read the like the like whatever the description of the movie on Rotten tomatoes of what it is and it very literally like goes through like they go to vegas they do drugs yeah, you get caught by Gary. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah it's so funny but like the the i love that the purpose of his trip is like wrapped up so quickly and he just doesn't give a fuck oh, and he fires and he fires so the, fires the photographer because and that guy is is pretty fucking annoying yeah <laughs> he's, he's he's laughing. yeah if you're high on drugs and someone's just like <laughs> just like laughing, <laughs> yeah oh yeah. my god uh and and that portion just wraps up so, so quick and then the rest of the Pretty movie happens soon, yeah. is 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 yeah. great i i it's just such a such a fun uh subversion of of a story and um yeah and then it just becomes about uh just chaos man like the what happens to that hotel room is insane and the whole yep. portion where he loses where benicio loses i kind of you know skipping past like the dirt unless you have anything to say about the dirt bike race let me know but uh and then there's a lot like of funny the- stuff a lot of funny stuff in it yeah you know i would just say like the, the id gun like the, that mm-hmm. whole experience the beer iconic the beer, yeah. Yeah. Dumping but the, I, I it's uh it it's so funded the writing that is presented describing him like getting to like i don't know like getting up going uh to do this um to do this job and how he needs strong drink he knows where to go i don't need donuts coffee bar. yeah <laughs> he, go, he goes to uh yeah he goes directly to a bar in in the morning at, and the first thing that he does when he gets there and it just it's um it almost the um, such an interesting character yeah that whole scene uh where he's actually at the race and you know sure. dust everywhere or whatever it almost that almost seems like the most that almost seems like the fat of the movie like that mm. that doesn't really need to be there when that is kind but of I the almost, point of the I movie almost, though too. It, it's, so, know, right, it's exactly. so funny <laughs> but i almost get like bored watching that because yeah. i'm like oh he's got to like do he's his sober. work now <laughs> and he's got to like talk to these other guys and it's just like 
Yeah, it's crazy that there's like a hundred some motorcycles. Every two minutes, off. 40. Every, it, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, it's like yeah, 40 every two number. minutes. Yeah. Right. And then all the dust is just absolutely insane. But it's just like, all right, all right, let's get past this and get back to like the fun stuff. Yeah. You know, like there's there's like James said, there that's the whole like ostensibly that's the the reason that they're going to Vegas, but like that's what we care the least, least about. about. Yeah. And that's what they care the least about. Least, yeah, I know. <laughs> they don't want to be there. Too, yeah. It was an excuse to just We go need total to coverage. Thing, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what outfit you boys still, with? And they have like I, a deer like over their, their truck. Yeah, got the gun. <laughs> so it's oh. it's been a while since I like actually um was like up on the the history of, you know, the events cuz it's all based on like a real situation that happened with him and Oscar Zeta Acosta, which is Dr. Gonzo, but was he writing? Um, who was he writing for at the time? Was it like he, so? Was it so Rolling Stone? Been or, out there? No. Or did he, so he turn? Was, he changed it and then gave it to Rolling Stone or something. I want to say it was like Sports Illustrated or right. like a, some mm-hmm. sporting totally. um, yeah magazine, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he was just supposed to do like photo captions sporting for the press. race, and then they basically he he had been interviewed. I don't, I don't remember the details, but he had been interviewing his attorney, Oscar Zeta Acosta, Dr. Gonzo. And it was, there was something to do with like, they didn't feel comfortable in LA talking so frankly about whatever they wanted to talk about. So they basically used this trip as an excuse to go have the, the interview or the, the correspondence that they wanted to have. Hmm. But then sports illustrated didn't even want, what he came up with and then Rolling Stone, he, he kind of started the manuscript of fear and Lo- what became fear and loathing in Las Vegas while he was there. But that wasn't the goal of it. Mm-hmm. It was just a simple work assignment for uh, some other magazine. Mm-hmm. But then Rolling Stone was like really interested in his um, manuscript that he came up with while he was out there. And that's he talked about like everything but the race and just talked about all the people. Yeah. And, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Because I think he had published another, um, like much shorter thing, but about the Kentucky right. Derby, right, uh, right, right, years before. So, I think they were they latched on to this. They were like, "Oh yeah, that people liked that," you know. And Rolling Stone, they were the counterculture like magazine yeah. at the time. So, well, do you know? So. Do you guys know or is Ralph Steadman tied with him in his publishing, or is it starting from when? When does that start? It's like you, uh, his, his illustrations how early are they they were in co- like they were in were they in like the rolling the stone original novel yeah, uh, yeah yeah that's what i thought too because i yeah. i remember seeing those those pictures of the people at the kentucky derby and i'm even thinking at of the like, kentucky derby of like yeah, the illustrations of the guys gambling at the at the at the race yeah. and, and everything and all the, all the yeah like i said all the lizard illustrations um the reptile orgy and all that and that's just like yeah intrinsically like in a part of what it is the whole uh like design of and like his descriptions i remember being very detailed enough that you could draw some semblance of it yourself but the stedman art style is is kind of druggy itself or just caters caters to that kind of match match made in heaven basically it really is and i I mean even the i oh okay i kind of remember the inner the sorry the documentary about him and how stedman was kind of a little bit more like didn't really 
do many, didn't really do drugs or anything. And then he met Hunter S. Thompson, Hunter S. Thompson kind of just like poisoned. (laughs) Just like they just started like tripping balls together and doing, doing, and like he got them to do a a, a bunch of drugs and and shit. And then you can see, it's funny that it's, I asked the question now, this is all kind of coming back to me, but uh, his art style kind of started to change, I believe, when he started to to take more of the, <laughs> the drugs that the doctor was prescribing. You know, uh, <laughs> yeah. I think they talk about a lot in that. Uh, I think it's it was a called I forget what it's called, but Johnny Depp narrates it. It's a documentary about Hunter S. Thompson. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and and then they go back, and that then Cameron Diaz is in the elevator, and I his his ability to be so scary with that knife, man. Like I, you just he seems really out of control oh, yeah. with it. In a way, that thing yeah. where he like yeah. he like hits his other arm with yeah. his stabbing arm, uh huh, <laughs> and it's scary. Yeah, yeah, kind of. It makes you kind of like grimace a little bit. You look at the knife; it's not that close. It's like kind of, but it's like it's not. It's not in any danger of really stabbing, but it just the the motion no, yeah. of his elbow and then he, the so, smack. Yeah, yep, mm. yep. And what kind of yeah? What do you ride? Oh, those big fuckers. <laughs> Dude, and his outfit a- too. I like his outfit in that scene. Oh yeah, I, he he's he's the star of this movie. If you ask me, absolutely, um, I agree. Like, he, he really is. Mm-hmm. And I love Johnny Depp, and I love it. So I I'm pretty sure that Johnny Depp like was kind of friends with Hunter S. Thompson, right? Yeah, oh, and there's yeah. this infamous picture oh, of yeah. uh, I think it was when he was getting ready for the role of him and John Cusack and Hunter S. Thompson <laughs> in a convertible oh, driving really? down Las Vegas Boulevard or whatever with a blow up sex doll, oh, and they all look what? fucking blitz. Here, I'll see if I can pull I, it up in the chat. Yeah, let me, um, let me see that. But they, yeah, like they're uh, all of their eyes are red and they're like <laughs> being like get a, get the fuck away from the car kind of faces and shit. Um, and then I yeah I was watching a little bit of behind the scenes stuff and there's earlier and yeah just hunter thompson visiting the set and hanging out with benicio and and jo- johnny depp and shit um and he's I, in one shot as well yeah he's That's correct he's in, yeah uh, makes a little cameo there yeah, in the wool and shirt holy shit the that's me yeah. <laughs> 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 and uh yeah it's i mean that's that's pretty amazing to here i here i got the picture like well, he, while he's while he's he's still around oh is there a video too holy shit um no way probably try to put it right oh my god uh um bear with speaking bear of with music me. a soundtrack in this bad boy <laughs> holy shit <laughs> oh man every like there's a lot of like you know late 60s gems oh like, yeah what Every, is it, Tom Jones, right? There's two Tom Jones. Yeah. Oh man. And they and uh the, <laughs> the Bob Dylan one. Um oh my god. Uh stuck inside a mobile. Yeah, yeah. blues again. Yeah, that's I mean that's such an iconic like usage of that song, too. Yeah. And again, as somebody who wasn't familiar with with some of these cultural touchstones and 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 everything, this was like an avenue into some of that stuff for, for me right. and 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 the music and uh that's yeah that song in a way even yeah like turned me on into listening to more more dylan <laughs> i think i think this movie shaped all of us more than we big even time yeah oh my god yes for, you know <laughs> absolutely yeah i mean and people way, around yeah. us too I, I just remember talking and yeah. there was like i remember meeting a guy that had bl- emblazoned across his chest 
and kind of Stedman letters, too weird to live, too uh, rare yeah, to die. Yeah, yeah. And I just really wanted to see him like run into another person with that exact same tattoo. And <laughs> we're both mm-hmm. too weird to live and both too rare that. to die. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's, that's a great it's fucking such a line. Great, yeah. that, that whole, you know, that whole little excerpt about. <laughs> he does the Nixon. God. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, but I'm just talking about the writing. He doesn't even do It's pre-Nixon doing that. Right, you're right. I'm sorry. But he does do a little like weird thing on the tarmac. Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine too? They drive onto the actual tarmac. I know the- he just drops him <laughs> I off love that. there. I was like, "What the fuck?" And, no, and while they're leading up to that, he's just telling him, "Yeah, just tell him you were hitchhiking." I love <laughs> that. I, I, it. It gets like borderline magical realism at that point. Totally. Like, and, oh, and so much. That, so right I especially love the, the, end, the trip. I love the, the end of this trip. movie. Like, mm. like we can go back and forth, but I sure. I love the the last like 15 minutes of this movie are just fucking so sick and i always forget yeah. like it's almost like a tarantino movie i always forget like how how hard it hits at the end because the whole mm-hmm. time it, it's like yeah this is like entertaining and it's really cool to watch but like it's not really but basically that that pie or the um the diner yeah that diner ellen, ellen bursting ellen barkin <laughs> ellen barkin yeah not bursting barking barking yeah both she was she was in the menu two great right? Ellen's, but um, I, I believe ellen barkin's in the menu right well, who was she in the menu i've seen that by the way guys oh cool i don't think she, i don't remember in the, what the critic she's not the movie. critic oh she's not the critic oh she just looks like it. my bad i'm sorry and then you get i mean speaking of music the last song too jumping jack flash yeah i mean uh yeah. No, it's a uh, isn't it? It's Street Fighting Man, isn't it? Jumping Jack Flash is the when the credits are rolling. Jumping Jack Flash. Oh, mm-hmm. I always get those confused. But I mean, we, should we talk about? Uh, I mean, we, we get, we'll get back great. into the the yeah. end. But I was going to bring up uh, Circus Circus. If they anything about Circus yes, Circus, please. The, that we know, yeah. the, the infamous Ether. So he's like, he's like, oh, the Mescalins like isn't hitting yet or wearing off. So let's do this fucking Ether. And that was like another thing, Brandon. You're saying like <laughs> right? the the amount of shit. Oh my god. It's like, oh, yeah, Lethal we're already doing shit. mescaline. Let's fucking do some. They're ether. so cavalier about doing ether like ether is poison like that is not. Well, they t- and they dread it, too. It's so funny I how it's I know how, there's a there's a lead. There's a lead up to it where <laughs> just in the like uh, when he's talking about all the drugs that he has, he just buttons yeah. it with like the ethers, the stuff I'm really worried <laughs> yeah, about. Yeah. And that just sets the tone where you're yeah. like, but you just listed off all of this stuff. That sounds insane. <laughs> right? And the ethers, the one. So when they pull it out, you're like, Oh, good Lord, mm-hmm. what's going to happen. And yeah. then I, I, it, the movie immediately makes such strong commentary on Vegas by saying like the fact that the guys work in the turnstile, even let them in, in the state that they are, mm-hmm. it, it just shows you like, and he even comments on it saying like, they just want to let you loose in here to like mm-hmm. spend money to, you know, gamble, whatever. So it's like, they don't you're, care. I mean, you're another you. freak show, especially in the circus. <laughs> like you just like, exactly. you're, yeah, you're like, a, they love a drunk idiot. Like, no, absolutely. A drunk idiot's going to spend money on stuff. You see, and then you see the badger. Is it a Wolverine or a badger and uh, oh, yeah. doing, oh, yeah, doing yeah. being a trapeze artist? That was interesting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> For not explained. And then you just get go down the line. You get a little, I love the, the pen from Penn and Teller has such mm-hmm. a good 
or is he yeah. Teller? He's Penn, right? He's Penn. I was going to say. Um, I think it's Penn. Penn yeah. Yeah. I, his, his energy is such a – he's so good at like a hawker being a carny. I don't know. Because there's yeah. – no, I love this transition of like he's he's like, oh, you get to, you get to put your uh, face on the big cowboy and be 12 feet high. And he's like really selling it to him. And then there's a switch that happens really quick where he's like, these guys are too, so fucked up. And then he just shuffles them. He's like, get the fuck right. out of here. Like, I, like, I just kind of moves on to the next one. Talk, yeah. yeah, I don't know. That was – it's it's already pinned, so you're so you're excited, but then it's like, oh, he does a great job. And then I can never eat at that merry-go-round restaurant. I mean, the the out, the, the outer rim spins. Over. That's tough. The bar oh. the, the bar's probably fine because you can just. But right? the outer ring is spinning at such mm-hmm. a fast fucking clip. I'd just be like, oh. <laughs> even if I wasn't drinking, like I can't eat my club sandwich. <laughs> I thought the same thing. I was like, that does not look soup funny. is not the only one. <laughs> <laughs> you would imagine you have a teacup. You're like, oh, it's my Disneyland with my teacup. That that's that uh, there's so much about that scene too that's wonderful because Benicio is giving such a great performance of having the hiccups, which it sounded like he genuinely mm-hmm. had the hiccups. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Like, like I don't upset about don't, it. Yeah. And he's so, f- and we've all been there, especially if you're fucked there. upon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're like, yeah. hiccups are. That's going to ruin your, you're not going to have a good time. <laughs> you're not going to have a good he time. He does a lot of like looking down in the movie. Even when he's yeah. like walking and stuff, he, and the ether stuff, he's just like looking at his feet, like trying to yeah. like make them work properly. Even when he's walking to the plane at the end, he's like shuffling with his head just down <laughs> in such a both, fucking fluster. They're, they're both so like just self obsessed. Like they're, they're yeah. not. It's like they don't exist, like in reality. Like it, they have their own reality almost. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. You know that they're operating in, and it's. But yeah, he uh, Benicio especially is like, yeah, very. Um, I don't know the physicality of his. Um, he's ha- the fear setting in at this point. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And he's got to get. And he's got to leave the country. He needs to borrow money. <laughs> he just needs Dude, to get I, off that oh <laughs> get off that spinning uh, <laughs> restaurant bar thing and that is a delight of of uh hunter s thompson running around and then like he's so nimble like climbing on stuff and like getting around yeah. and just like, yeah. walking briskly around with him and then like positioning Jump, like around it's just <laughs> yeah like trying to figure out how to like get him to go or if he will go and the yeah, yeah the babysitting of each other is a really funny bit oh it's so all throughout good. this where it's they, so good some so yeah they got to take care of each other to get through this and the yeah. way that because they they're ne- like i said they're never on the same page so like yeah. they keep getting like mad at each other not mad but like just frustrated. flustered flustered mm. with like hey fuck like now i gotta take care of you and then it's like oh now now the tables have turned now you're taking care of me and it's mm-hmm. like and it is a matter of like vibes as well. Like when you like one vibe changes yeah. and then it just kind of turns into like a bad trip. And he seems like the <laughs> kind of like aggro kind of person where it gets violent yep. and yep. intent. And both of them like are fat fucking trolls about everything. Yeah. Um, yes. Like whether, whether it's dead, was it Debbie Reynolds, the, that whole thing. And then the, uh, and they go to her show and, and they the, get kicked out and like, <laughs> they're, they're laughing. fucking trolls. Yeah. yeah they they go, yeah. He goes in this whole thing about complaining to get in and then they like gonna, they're going to let him sit in the back while they he clearly slipped in like some money. Oh and God. then like two seconds go by and they get thrown out while like they're cackling, laughing cackling. and yeah. they're like and they have cigarettes in their mouths. Too, that was which, so like, endearing. They, I, I feel like that that qu- they walked in and immediately. With a right. That could have been so like treated in a much darker fashion, I guess. But I I thought that was such a like 
fun little yeah. moment because you have Raul Duke is like pacing around kind of like he, he ends up just like sitting down on the stairs at, mm-hmm. while while Dr. Gonzo's like mm-hmm. sweet talking the not sweet talking he's threatening him with legal action oh, I guess he, you're right. he, I guess he you're like right. almost drags him over to where the box office is and is <laughs> yeah. like are no, you familiar right. with these laws because we're old we're old friends of Danny. like your attitude constitutes meant, a but... legal action or such bullshit everything he's saying is just wrong but he's a physically imposing guy so that you know gotta gotta let him in but i just i i loved that that's how that scene ended up was it was like almost like Mm -hmm. as soon as you realize like oh the camera's dwelling on this outside guy for like a second too long we're not following them in (laughs) like they're gonna come back out and then they do and they're just laughing hysterically that was cool so we're not gonna be able to see debbie reynolds sing sergeant pepper's lonely hearts club (laughs) band (laughs) that was such a i don't know that was like Uh, a silly rendition to pick (laughs) yeah hey hey vegas how everyone doing yes sergeant pepper's lonely hearts club um and then yeah like their next bit of trolling is where it gets just so ugly where he's just like in the in the ickiest voice he's and while he's barfing on somebody's taxi cab like you want some heroin you want some smack and that's where it just like it turns into like really really ugly um but they're just they're trolling like these you know these well these like put together kind of kind of people um and then yeah i don't know like there's the the whole scene with benicio in the bathtub is 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 just absolutely like yeah we haven't even talked about that yet really really great and him arguably like the iconic scene in the whole movie you know mm. there there are a few that you could point to but i feel like that's that's got to be on the short list i mean absolutely absolutely yeah, yeah. It, two, two people in a scene together i mean that yeah so i didn't like the one thing boom. i picked up on watching it this last time was how long that scene actually is because mm. in my memory i'm like oh yeah he wants him to throw it throw the radio the radio in when white rabbits peaking whatever and he throws the grapefruit at him but like it's actually like a whole conversation that they have and like the song you know he he has to turn up the song like it it was just it was when i watched it again this time i was like oh this is like a really good like tense scene like mm-hmm. it, it's not just very like a little throwaway it's like this he is goes like, in and out in and out then yeah, benicio yeah. comes out yeah i kept trying, waiting yeah. for the the thing i remembered was him throwing the grapefruit but mm-hmm. i kept waiting for that to happen i'm like oh he's not doing it he's not doing it and then it happened but i was like oh that was yeah that was like a really well done scene i i thought and then that transitions into uh his his flashback which is jeffrey he's seen jefferson airplane performing some right. somebody right. to love which was such somebody a cool love, yeah. white rabbit into that um but yeah when benicio comes out again with like the knife and he's just stumbling he's like just a fucking mess like in his undies and just like his his the noises and screams he's making are like from a boar squealing or something like it's i know it's intent and just thrashing in the in the water and you just and then i just that image of the knife poking at the radio is such like a i don't know for whatever reason is like a strong image in, in my brain of something that is like so like scary and reminds me of bad drug trip and and he yeah it is scary yeah is is like very tense nails it i don't know he's he's you can see him trying the his brain is processing so much but he cannot speak and so every word is just like i need 
Mm-hmm. It's like a like, glock. Yeah. Yeah, like yep. a kid having a fit mm-hmm. pretty much. Like yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But um No, it was it was yeah. His performance <laughs> again, mm-hmm. it's just hands down. How about that uh that uh Gary Busey? Oh okay. um, any any uh, <laughs> comments on on the old Buster? <laughs> not really i love it I, I, it is so it's, fucking funny. It's, it's a great, great yeah, scene yeah. it's a great it's part such, of, it, it kind of changes yeah. the whole direction of of the whole movie uh-huh. but it's it but on its own it's such a it's such a pleasure to watch you know mm-hmm. absolutely he, yeah yeah his energy is out of control per usual yeah. but god it kind of it kind of brings the whole thing down to a halt like uh-huh. <laughs> you know everything the whole movie so far is just pandemonium and then it's like whoa we're in this this bubble between these two guys having a very intense conversation and this is weird in a different way there's so much weird shit that has happened up to this point but this is like a slow quiet awkward right weird yeah and then you know just when that conversation ends with the you know the way it does it kind of shoots back out the other abuse wanting a little smooch Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) <laughs> a little kiss before Which you that's, go. so i i had always <laughs> I, I had it. always been told or or had in my mind that that was completely improv right like is that is that the case yeah like he probably tried it once and they're like that? wow okay well let's get it let's get another take with that he probably came up with it on the day is my is my imagine mm-hmm. whether okay. whether that was okay. the first time he tried it in front of the camera and then that's the that's the take some of that some of those stories gotcha. i try to put that little grain of salt or whatever like yeah, maybe pc yeah, came with yeah. that that day right. and like he what if, what if i said this but or maybe right. but i don't know maybe that was just the first shot first take and that gilliam was, was just like it, yeah. who's this guy <laughs> was, this, this busey guy is perfect for this oh, movie we should have had him in whatever, a bigger role yeah. right <laughs> he's got that little belly and I, he just he's 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 like very he's he's letting him off with a warning this whole logic that Hunter S. Thompson's oh. about getting pulled over. It doesn't make any fucking oh my sense. God. But it's I, like, okay. dude, I literally put that. I wrote that down. That's like the only note I had. The whole movie was like that little overdub of him saying, "Like, here's how you fool a cop." And I was like, "No, <laughs> that's, that's not how it works. That's what not going to make doing? anything better." Yeah. yeah. And then he's oh, drinking God. a beer as he shows up. And it's like, what are these? What and is this advice? Yeah. Yeah. And the whole thing is soap for some reason. I like to be clean. I want to be clean. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then there's this. It, uh, oh, is it? What is it, Brandon? Sorry. Oh, the. I forgot that the right, like what the recommendation or what the consequences are in this is that Busey like sends him to go like rest, take a nap. like to, to take a nap. And I totally forgot that that's what like. Um, yeah, that's what happens. I, I thought it was I like some type of a warning, but well, it there's was more than there's a warning. Little, there's it was like, go, go calm it, down. It, it was a mandated. But then there's this little try the land crab yeah. at the at the Thank Bakersfield you. place, and then and then great Raul seafood and bakery. Great seafood, great seafood yeah. and bakery. He says it like three times. I caught He's that like, too, great, yeah. great seafood. Great seafood. <laughs> what? Like, in, in Bakersfield? You yeah. seem like what the kind of guy who needs a land crab. It's not Bakersfield. It's the town of Baker. Yeah. It's even worse. It's it's in the middle of fucking nowhere. Yeah, There's right. no water around there. Like he wants to go. He's like, always oh, heard it's great. And then Busey's like, yeah, great seafood. Like yeah. both, it's out of my both. jurisdiction, though. <laughs> yeah, yep, yep, I can't. Yep. I can't go there. <laughs> And then there's this shot that was kind of befuddling to me of the it's a re, it's a reverse. I don't know if you guys noticed. 
it's like this overhead shot of him talking on the payphone coming down to him. Yes. But the smoke mm -hmm. is clearly in reverse and he's his body movements are in reverse as well. It's like, I guess they just oh, I didn't notice that. They really wanted this it. shot of it going. Maybe they had it going up before, but they wanted it going down. And they're like, oh, that looks better for the scene. But the smoke is clearly in reverse and Johnny Depp is doing like reverse actions. It, it was it was just That's like, whoa, it was weird. Terry Gilliam booth? stuff. Yeah. The, the, fir booth. the first shot of him in the phone oh, booth. Yeah. If you, I don't know if you uh yeah i'll go put it on the imdb trivia right now uh, please yeah, please do, do. <laughs> <laughs> this oh man but now he's he gets sucked back in right. to vegas i yeah that him going so back that, i was excited about it it was so like, funny to have yeah, that like natural emotion again of yep. watching it and been like cool he's going back yeah you know what it reminds me of it's, i was it's excited like, yeah you know those like <laughs> sorry this is an obscure fucking thing to bring up but it's like a roller coaster that like it gets to that end point and then it's like oh, it's over and then it just like the shoots mummy, you back right? the other way it shoots you back and yeah. you're like oh fuck here we go again yeah. but it, it's such a palpable experience like, all in reverse feeling yeah you're like oh man i thought oh, i thought man. maybe there was a chance that he was gonna just go home but nope he's it's going to be go, 10 times worse now. Then he goes, so what is it? A DEA agent or a narcotics Oh my uh, God. Agent? A, a convention, convention. Some yeah. convention about like a reefer madness, reason. basically. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's got a speaker yeah. and the guy's talking oh about Oh my that, God, the I, whole... I love that. I want to... Where he's talking about the different <laughs> the levels of like... Oh yeah. You know, I'm glad you brought that square, up. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's so good. That, um, guy, I that guy's mention... the bad guy in Airbud, I believe. And that's how I remember Jesus, really? Oh, right. The mustache. He's also in Jurassic Park 3. I think that's where I'm thinking of him from. I think he was a clown in something, too. Maybe that was everybody. Yeah, I, I would say it. He's got a real clown is, vibe about him. That is a fascinating career. That is exactly I what I was saying. Clown, clown vibe. Oh, wait. Can we talk about. Can we talk about. Uh, I want to say. Yeah, I want to yeah. say Christopher Maloney. Yeah. Yep. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. How fucking funny. Phenomenal, was... man. So oh, good. Yeah. Man. That's a good scene. <laughs> Yeah, it, he it's really wonderful to just I think say, in context, okay. like <laughs> yeah, I, I, okay. the way his facial expressions the whole time, this little like, you know, yeah, it's so comedic. Oh they they instill it's a lot of so humor funny. in this. I love it. Yeah. So funny. Yeah. And this triumphs as a comedy. It triumphs. <laughs> it triumphs as a comedy. But no, that, comedy. <laughs> and that's just like a classic, like mr and mrs karen scene and then he just swoops in it's just very satisfying to see them kind of get put, put in, put in their place <laughs> they get, they get and he's just like, look what you've done hey, look what you've yeah. done <laughs> that acting is so is i love so i love how she's, she's just, just like, straight ah! up crying yeah <laughs> it's like a lucy lucille ball kind of thing yeah she's just like <laughs> and he's got just like powder all over he's, his nose he, i love the uh, look of yeah, like yeah. the x-ray view of the suitcase i think is such an awesome like quick yep. effect mm -hmm. that is that was cool just fun uh, yeah, fun. fun terry gilliam knows how to make it just just make fun fun kind of interesting decisions and then the whole uh, christina ricci barbara streisand artist uh <laughs> benicio shit, with the dude. uh the drapes as uh like this <laughs> these robes kind of uh he's got the towel as he's just kind of uh he's a cult like leader. very zen he's like yeah, yeah he yeah. looks like a, a, ho a flamingo hotel monk um, i love he didn't love expect him to be there and so he just like you that that transition <laughs> of him walking in and realizing that like here we go again i yeah i really enjoyed that right 
but I love how how zen out he is when, mm-hmm. when completely Ralph different Duke state of takes mind, yeah. the adrenochrome. <laughs> he's just going. He's like, yeah, he's just so ma- like just like way too calm about everything. And uh, Johnny Depp's just fucking losing his marbles, you know. And he's just like, yeah, man, you took too much of that shit. Mm, yeah. like, what are you doing? Well, first he like brings over a tray of blow or something, and when he has the knife, and he just ha- he's like serving him. <laughs> yeah and the yeah, lighting yeah. starts it also change. puts it on the gun too oh my god there's yeah. a he swaps out the knife for a gun and then so he's just doing a bump of cocaine off the tip of a gun getting pointed at him it's what about really, he has that whole phone conversation that, yes that's yeah. what i was gonna say that whole conversation where he's like pretending to be like mugged or something like mm-hmm. to 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 i what what was his like? He was talking to Christina that? Ricci because they were, they, they, they dropped her off. They assumed yeah they assumed that she would forget about them because she was so whacked out, which is a very dark and grim part of the movie. Mm, like, very, and it's got yeah. the uh, like dreamlike sequence where they're in mm-hmm. jail. And Harry like, Dean Stanton is on, the judge. Oh, the, the court scene. Yeah, double castration. Um, yeah, that was pretty wacky. Yeah, and then so like I think she does remember. She calls them back. Uh, Johnny Depp first answers it and he's like it's fucking it's Lucy it's Lucy she's there shit man I like I love that right. like these little like shit man shit, shit, <laughs> shit man like those little yeah, quiet yeah. things are I think are some of his, his best stuff which speaks that like yeah he hung out with Hunter S. Thompson and mm-hmm. Hunter S. Thompson by that like time it, is a caricature so he is playing off that a bit yeah. to, to, to say I, that again I, but. I, I almost it seems like Johnny Depp kind of maybe in his like own personality kind of it like seems like he is hunter s thompson or very yeah. similar the way mm-hmm. his mannerisms are quite similar yeah yes know? maybe that's from hanging hanging around him too much like know. but he really hung out with them like we're talking no, about i know John. they yeah they yeah were like, like good buddies yeah yeah and i and think they, he like gave a yeah gave a eulogy at his funeral as well right funded like, a majority of that funeral and that weird right, canon the, the big fist, fist yeah, that <laughs> shot his ashes into the air <laughs> Yeah, so sick. <laughs> so <fucking> dope. Guy. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. That's the way I want to go. It never yeah. did get weird enough, did it? Uh, uh you might as well make it weird uh weird funeral. That that is well, Hold on. I wonder what song weird. they played. Do you uh, I bet I can find out. Oh, it was yeah. Mr. Tambourine Man. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. The Mr. birds version or <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Cool. OG. Or no, that sorry, that'd be the Dylan. I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't fucking know which version. <laughs> that, that turned to like confident to be probably, like i don't know to like fuck you for asking don't fucking for you. You ask me that question James. i'm a guest on your podcast what do you, think? I asked, you asked the question i asked the question i don't know yeah. uh, and then yeah let's let's get into adrenochrome land i don't know this this whole oh. sort of yeah tarantino sort of like flash forward and then trying to retrace the steps through everything that he recorded, I thought it was just, yeah, a really, really fun and interesting way to do a Vegas thing, which has been done before. But uh, this time it's through an insane drug that like going going through the tour of the hotel. That's where the magical realism kind of hits hits home for me yeah. in a really fun way of like all the things that happen especially the right. fucking crater in, in the bed is I think, just hilarious. There's just, well, I, yeah. I think that I think and the, the tail, the tail yeah. that he's wearing just cracks me up every time. So I'm mm-hmm. like, that's a real thing that you're walking around <laughs> wearing. Like how, how did this come to be? Like what, Oh, absolutely. The microphone is like duct tape yeah, to, his, yeah. <laughs> to his skull. So good. And 
so is the record player. He's got uh like knee high rubber boots on because they've turned oh, the yeah. like a uh, section of their hotel room it, it, like covered in a liquid. I, yeah. I don't, yeah, yeah we don't even know it, really it mucky like water. As, yeah. it, as it goes on in the flashback, it, the level of the water like rises too. Like it's, mm. it's harder and harder to like get through to a, a point where it's like you're just wading through it. Yeah. So that gun is clogging the toilet. Yeah, that must be it. <laughs> well, there was also like a half of a chicken statue, like the the walk from the mm-hmm. bed to the toilet mm-hmm. to take a leak. There, yes. you just get exposed to because he's also narrating it as well, talking about how there's like mustard on this pornographic oh, picture. Yeah. It was, ketchup. and then there's ketchup on the like wall. Blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh yeah, my, that, that shit. seems so <laughs> incomprehensible. But it, but but that I mean. Yeah, he he took this drug that like may or may not exist. It's just some basically it's a like a fictional drug. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no evidence that that's like a real thing. The adrenal I, I, gland, I of, like they drained the adrenal like, gland, of a, gland of, a, of a human, like not a human, like a, a kid. Is that basically. what he said? Like, well, yeah. Damn. And it's like and 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 fucking Dr. Gonzo's saying that he what did he exchange for it? It was some like. Oh, that's a great question. I don't know. It was a weird situation that he was in. Right. Somebody like offered him that. And he's like, uh, it was hard to owe him money. Yeah. You're just like, it was losing his mind at that point. And he's, I was going to say it was hard to pay attention to what he was saying because like, while he's talking about that, he's transforming into the things that he's, you know, talking about this drug as the, like, Oh yeah. Capacity to do. He's all hairy and he's got the six tits on his back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's a devil. Nice tits, man. <laughs> devil, yeah, that thing is. You got tits, man. Uh, and yeah, you go through. I mean, and you go through. He's on the bed and he's just like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. They hold the maid hostage. They pretend to be uh, the secret agents. Such and he's like holding the, bed. the microphone to her face <laughs> and everything. And uh, like where he gives her like the mantra of what to say. Like, I am not afraid. I say it, say it again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's that and then yeah the, the Ellen Barkin thing is another the grim side of things I like that it has that too yes. where it's not all funny and it does get fucking dark the book has a lot more of that stuff that, in it right. that shit that scene man it it's still like you hold your breath when you're watching it Big and time. you yeah. know, you know that nothing yeah. really serious happens like it's not he doesn't attack her he doesn't even lay hands on her but you're watching it even knowing that that's the case and you're like, Oh my God. Oh, man. He's what the fuck is this? You know? And then when he just starts stabbing the counter, like I am am terrified because it just seems so uncontrolled. He starts whipping out the dollar bills. He's like, what is it? One, what two? And he's like chewing at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. And you can hear, you can like feel her like not breathing. Like she's like, Mm -hmm. she's just like so tense that you can, it's palpable, you know, mm-hmm. totally. Oh and, and then you see it also. Yeah, it sits. In yeah, that, he, I was going to say. And, yeah. and his his role in it, he's just there. He's just like, oh, fuck. And then, you know, Gonzo leaves, goes out to the car with the pie. Mm-hmm. And he's just he's this. They're like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? He was going to take the whole he plate was going to take food. the plate. Yeah. He gets all the way to the door. <laughs> and then he's like, was actually, of, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's it. doesn't say a word the entire time. Yeah doesn't even say sorry about that or like oh no, yeah i'm bad or it whatever. also lets you know just, yeah like, like 
this isn't necessarily our hero, you know, and maybe no, an, maybe not an, at all. maybe an anti-hero. He's ex- extremely like complicit and and all this fucked up shit that Doctor Gonzo does. He does his own personal fucked his, up shit as well. His head but. is just is spinning too. Like he's, he's yeah, probably, like in you shock. Know, he he's he's scared of him too. Yeah. Exactly. yeah, exactly. He knows this guy more than anyone, and maybe this is the time he finally snaps. He was probably terrified, mm-hmm. you know. Jeez. He he has yeah he's his experiences with women I thought that was in the whole Cameron Diaz thing where he's like hyper obsessing over her and wanting she to kill, kill the photographer it was eyesight yeah. man eyesight and he's yeah. just his eye that the ideation of like of a drugged mind those ideas I I thought that was another like interesting side of it and yeah. uh yeah. Yeah, so we did the reefer reefer madness video and everything, and the the cool the cool factor and the the cum stain on the pants. I like it when uh, Vinicio gets up and leaves, and he's just like, "I can't fucking be here." And he just starts laughing oh, yeah. along. With yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Was a, that was a really great moment. That was good. Yeah, was good. Um, and then uh, yeah, I guess I guess we're we're wrapping up here pretty much. Like we got Vinicio to the to the airport. They they see Christina Ricci for a second. They see Toby Maguire for a second. You know, these are okay, like okay. ghosts I, I that are to, haunting them. I wanted mm-hmm. to bring that up as like that was something that is kind of like relatable when you do when you do so many drugs and you're so paranoid all the time. Mm-hmm. We've all been there where you're yeah, like, absolutely. oh, fuck, it's that person right. again. Like, <laughs> I oh, do not. Oh, I like, can't yeah. talk to them. We got to get out of here at all costs. <laughs> But like, what the fuck was Toby Maguire gonna do? That was like several days ago that he saw you. He's still like nothing bad has happened. He's not a threat to you. Toby Maguire is oh, so yeah. indifferent. He's just like, oh hey. <laughs> like, I mean, well, he's more scared. Like there was yeah. a little bit of consequence there, possibly. But but it was the same type of like visceral reaction of right. like, oh my god, that's <laughs> we gotta get out of here, you know. Yeah, but the editing of the camera and the shots and everything was a druggy way, like a, a druggy way to put that without making yeah. it too crazy. I, I get what you mean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The um, their reaction to those things are so over the top, and to think that you're driving and you see somebody that you are afraid of, and then burn out in the middle of the road and drive <laughs> the opposite direction. Yeah. Like expect them not, not to not notice. A light. He did that just, both times. Yeah. Both times he was like, oh. <laughs> like spins the wheel like ah, it's like a the car's so fucked up but it's that's how that's how like drug addled his brain is exactly it's not yeah. logical like oh that's a guy that maybe we Played freaked him cool. out and he could turn me in it's just like oh fuck i remember <laughs> i was afraid of that guy four days ago i gotta get out of here you know there's no there's no real like concrete reason uh-huh. that you should have peeled out like terrified of him but yeah uh, it, was, it was just yeah and they made it seem very like consequential like it was like mm-hmm. oh fuck this is not good you know mm-hmm. but it was probably fine <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> gonna, he's not gonna fucking do anything i thought it was funny this time around so, uh putting into context the toby mcguire's outfit to what he oh was yeah representing what oh, he yeah. stood for at the time he kind of looked Be- stedman-esque a little bit well that was it it was a like, stedman mickey mouse was, on his shirt right mm-hmm. right. right but it just a, kind of a punk aesthetic and it, a weird choice on his hair too because they made it look like his hair was really thinning and it was blonde and that's yeah. like 
Yeah, that's such a choice. But then overall, his outfit was had a very strong punk aesthetic. I mean, honestly, he could wear that grungy, I guess it was more the grunge thing. Well, this is 1971. I mean, oh, that's right. Yeah, never mind. I'm thinking of this movie being made in the 90s. And then it was it was quite I I actually thought about that, too, because I was like, okay, what like what What does he represent? What kind of person is are they Mm -hmm. trying to say he is? And I couldn't Mm -hmm. really figure that out. Just like right. a drifter, I guess. A drifter. But he but, but he's a young kid and then yeah. he's dressed like he that. He seemed like he seemed somewhat hip as the you know, as mm-hmm. they would say in that uh, conference or whatever. He seemed like he was he was <laughs> he was a cool guy. Like, like an, he had long hair, he yeah, had a agreeable cool t-shirt on. And he's yeah, like, Oh yeah, was, gotta go. You guys are great. Bye. <laughs> maybe it was just like no he, competition. Maybe they wanted to illustrate that, like, you know. He was kind of on their side, but they were so far over the top. Mm. One took over the line, so mm. to speak, uh, that he f- they freaked him out. It's like, nope. It's another these them just being in my their, kind of people, being in their own world, right? Is that it? Just yeah. outsiders in general are, are incredibly hard to crack into. That totally. and those two, they don't even want to have. Even if they <laughs> had something in common with this guy, they didn't want to broach that. Like it was like, hey, mm-hmm. you're. An outsider, like he said, yeah, we're we're uh, not it we're just a unit. It's just you and I mm-hmm. right now. So. And everybody's reaction to them is like, oh my God. <laughs> awful. <laughs> Here comes trouble. Because <laughs> yeah, well, they're awful to the people, right? Almost and it's been brought up yeah. already, but you know, again, these yeah, these guys treat everybody like shit. <laughs> they're pretty much I don't, they uh, troll them or yeah, like they yeah, they look down upon the system or like they just think it's the system that they're above or outside somehow. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Yeah. Um, is Yeah. And then they get they get Benicio on the plane. He peels out of there uh, to jump in Jack Flash and he's doing his Captain Jack Sparrow, Hunter S. Thompson. Uh, hands are going full, fl- full force. Uh, yep. And yeah, like the credits are going on the road. It says now leaving fear and loathing uh, some some uh, fun stuff. I don't know, just just fun little what things. Did- I didn't really like that it said that. The fear of the thinking. That was like a little too, a little like, too cheeky. Yeah. Like, All right. Yeah, too cute. Thanks for coming. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> movie. See you next time. Bye yeah. bye. Have a good time. Um, well, yeah, let's uh let's get into some uh critic reviews, eh? At the forty nine percent range. Do, you wanna do I bathroom break little, real quick? Uh, yeah. Little, yeah. Yeah. How do you know? <laughs> Holy shit. I must Now's have, the time. I, I should have asked uh, first, but you are you are our guest, and uh, let's do it. We'll be right back for some reviews. Okay. <coughs> Oops. Is that a Snorlax and a Totoro <coughs> and a, a Pikachu and a what else? You got a Mew, Mew, and a Mushroom guy. I, I can't see the, the Mushroom guy. Pull him out. I see where he is, but I can't really. Yep, there he is. Let me see him. Wow. Oh, cool. That's very had a cool. whole bunch of them at the Renaissance Fair. I was like, I must have one. I must. Yeah, I simply you must. must. <laughs> you simply Ex- must. Excuse me, dear purveyor of felt crocheted mushrooms. Mushroom guys. This is how, this is how you talk. <laughs> at, this is how you talk mushroom. at Renaissance Fairs. <laughs> <laughs> My perchance purchase one of these. <laughs> They're like, guys, settle down. Hey, <laughs> chill oh, out, buddy. <laughs> I mean, everyone here is kind of on the, but you're a little, this is a little much. You're a little sweaty here. Like, mm, what do you mean? I have one satchel of coins. <laughs> and I threw it at him. 
just like uh raul duke throws uh coins at this yes <laughs> and we're back okay. and we're back and we're back hello no 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 we are back speaking of little guys <laughs> whoa <laughs> <laughs> Wait, who uh, are we talking about? Yeah, wait, no, I was, no, Vern Troyer's in this. Uh, oh, yeah. he is. You're right. Vern Troyer. <laughs> so many, so many like random like A-listers. And this was uh, in 98. Yeah. Like, like these people, these people like Austin Powers was a thing. Yeah. Cameron Diaz has was a thing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, Christina sure. Ricci. Yeah. They had careers. That one guy is in the one of the journalists at the bar at the dirt bike race too i, I forget that yeah name he's that. in um oh i know yes, he he's in like a bunch of movies and he plays like a president and shit i feel like wow isn't that guy on svu or whatever that yeah one called? of those shows there's an ncis or some shit ncis right or he's yeah, like he could, had like goggles and shit but i was like oh it's yeah that motherfucker. and then here mark harman only for a second is that his name mark, mark harman isn't he yeah. a swimmer He's like an Olympic <laughs> swimmer. Harmon. Right? Or am I chirping? Mark Harmon. I think he's Maybe a Maybe that's swimmer. Mark Halibut? <laughs> Mark Hamburger? Is that <laughs> oh, Mark Hamburger. <laughs> I'm going to look up Mark Harmon right now. Okay. Yeah. And we're back. Welcome back. Uh, we are... About to get into some critic reviews. They're sitting at a and an IC49. The Ron yeah. Splat symbol is represented above their name, uh, as opposed to the fresh popcorn for the, the audience's 89. Um, let's start with the uh, Washington Post. Stephen Hunter gives it a 10 out of 100. He oh, says, I thought I thought you were gonna say a 10 out of 10. 10. Out of 10. I was like, All right. <laughs> he fucking hated it. Um 10 out of a million. <laughs> <laughs> we should do our ratings like that. That'd be fun. All right. Sorry, so overwhelming. That. So daunting. Yeah. I'm in the oh, five million range, I think, in this one. I don't know. A little lukewarm. Oh. I'm in the f- <laughs> uh Stephen right. Hunter what says did he, say? what did he, say? he says, watching it is like being forced to listen to bad heavy metal music turned up to eleven while fat guys in Bermuda shorts compete in a puking contest in the gym. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> this was written Sounds in the like Washington Post. <laughs> <laughs> they put that in the Washington Post. They put puking contests in the John. But I guess it's not. I mean, that's just that's just what the movie is. It's a metaphor. It is a metaphor. That's what these critics are good at. Uh, variety. Todd McCarthy, a 20. Johnny Depp's impersonation. Out, out of out of a million or what? <laughs> 25. <laughs> Oh, oh, that's, that's oh. a lot better. Right. You, got, oh, okay. you gotta be, you gotta be telling Sorry us. About that. Uh, Johnny Depp's impersonation of the Thompson figure is effective up to a point, <laughs> but it's hard to imagine any segment of the public embracing this off-putting, unrewarding slog through the depths of the drug culture. Mm. Mm. Okay, let's this see. What I mean, not it, find this movie okay. funny. To be honest, it gets a little repetitive. There's, it's, there's. Self-indulgent yeah. too, <laughs> right? Yeah, oh, like the epitome of self-indulgence. Aimless. And I love it. I love it, but it's like every once in a while, I'm just like, all right, mm-hmm. <laughs> we get this. It. Operates this is polarized. You love it or you like, hate it, baby. Yeah, absolutely. I love it and hate it. Oh no, I love it. I love it. I love it, but oh. I can see the hate. 
Okay. I love it. <laughs> well, that was a song. It is. Oh, I guess it still is, huh? <laughs> Things continue I to exist. It. I love it. Um, let's hear what Ebert has to say with a 25 out of 100. Uh, Chicago Sun-Times, Mr. Ebert's, this is a little snippet. A horrible mess of a movie without shape, trajectory, or purpose. A one-joke movie, if it had one joke. Oh, Yowza. stop it, Yowza. Bam. Bam. From the Damn. top ropes. Um, Entertainment Weekly, Owen Gleiberman, 33 out of 100. The movie is a true folly, yet there's no denying that Gilliam has gotten some of the hallucinogenic madness of Thompson's novel on screen. Okay, hmm. so he gives him a little nod there. That's yeah. yeah. Like that. TV Guide Magazine, Matlin McDonough, we're at a 50 now. Out of 100. A peculiar and oddly haunting achievement. <laughs> yes! <laughs> what other? What else okay. would you describe that as? Like hunting a ghost? <laughs> Her first name's Matlin. Matlin McDonough. <laughs> peculiar and oddly haunting achievement. That's like, yeah, I, I took out a ghost that was haunting this house. That would be... Like that just is an interesting description. Um, we'll go to, yeah, that's pretty much it. Oh no, let's do the Christian science monitor. Oh yeah. What are they? A 50 out of 100. (laughs) Whoa, that's higher than than, like Washington post. I mean, I mean, that's uh, still right. That's that's not very good. Mm -hmm. Uh, Gilliam's (laughs) visual style has never been more energetic or inventive and nobody could, could be attracted to dope after the portrait of drug drug abuse as hallucinatory (laughs) quagmire. I beg to differ. Christian (laughs) science monitor. I was very attracted to exhibit B, exhibit C. (laughs) Hello. 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 We are moving on to what the audience thinks with some, uh, highly rated Amazon reviews here. We'll, oh, yeah. we'll start with um what does Bezos think about this movie? Oh my god. He, I am on the right. You think, he, you think he has a poster in his room? Oh okay. yeah. He probably has like Boondock Saints and and this one. Mm-hmm. I wonder if he's given any movie opinions. He, I feel like all of his I bet opinions he takes adrenochrome so, all the time. Oh yeah. Oh for sure. Because yeah. <laughs> he has access to that kind of stuff, you know. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. He harvests organs, uh, babies. Yeah, sure. <laughs> just for the. Well, wait, hold on, hold on. Do you guys know that like the whole like QAnon thing about, um, mm. yeah, like they they brought Adrenochrome back. They they were they were like saying that Hillary Clinton like like right. harvests. Yeah, uh, yeah, PizzaGate adrenal glands. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. PizzaGate. Yeah. So that that. What's so crazy is that that the root of them even knowing what adrenochrome is or or mm-hmm. what they think it is comes from this movie because it's basically a fictional fucking. Is that drug. really a thing? Is that they really have adrenochrome yes. attra- attachment? Uh, oh, I haven't yeah. heard that part. Wow, mm-hmm. that's crazy. Yes, yes, they think that Damn. you know the elites, the you know yeah. Joe Biden and whoever that they're like they're feasting mm-hmm. on adrenochrome and that's how they're able to. Oh, I do I see this Bezos review. Things. Five stars. Great idea. I would have to try the thing that made him put the lizard tail <laughs> on. It looks really fun. How do you get it? Five oh, stars. wait, never mind. I figured out how to get it. Would love to go yeah, I'm, to I'm space doing it right one day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. That is always e- fu- Elon funny. Elon M. <laughs> 
I feel like that's happened with a lot of things where, so what you're saying is it being interesting, correct me if I'm wrong, is that a alt-right group is using something from uh, anarchists, pers- like, um, like sensibility, uh, like, I don't, I guess the politics of this movie are different than the politics. I wouldn't say anarchists, but uh, counterculture, maybe. I wouldn't say Hunter S. Thompson's an anarchist, but I get what you're saying. Politically, they're diametrically opposed. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like your mic changed. Yeah, let's uh, let's take a quick it break. It did. And, it and did. We'll fix that. Yeah. Uh, we'll be right back. Okay. I I accidentally. Can you hear me at all? Uh huh. Yeah, we can. It's, it's probably coming through the, like the laptop or something or whatever else you're using. Oh, okay. <sighs> it kind of it kind of um I kind of touched it accidentally. And then okay. there was there was a message on the screen, but I clicked out of it. Okay, then just go to the settings in the bottom left, and then okay. go to voice and video. All right. Johnny Doodlebutt. Johnny Doodoo, what do you think? Voice and video. Let me see. Oh yeah, there it is. Johnny. And what do I what do I do? You're looking for input. Input. So up at the top. Yes. Middle, okay. Middle and what do I want it to be on? Microphone Yeti. I don't even see that on here. Shit. Make Hold sure on. it's connected. It's or reconnected. Mm-hmm. I see HD Pro Webcam 920. Steam street Steam streaming microphone. Mm-hmm. No. And real tech audio. Not, that's for the inputs not th- that's, that's the inputs the- yeah let so me can i should i try to unplug it and plug it back in yeah mm-hmm. yep okay all right hey can we there it is oh open yep yep now you're good yep all right my bad I uh, I was just fiddling with it, and that was my apologies. I, I'm sorry, so sorry. Um, you're like videos. Yeah, yeah. The timing is off. The oh, timing's off. Maybe now my video's fucked up. Maybe turn the yeah. camera on and off again. Well, what if do that's I possible? Uh, now I, I I wasn't fiddling with this, so I don't know. It sounds fine. Leave, leave the chat and come back in. Yeah, maybe just do that. All right. How do I do that? So you're gonna hit the phone X. disconnect, which is the phone X at the bottom left. And then once you okay. do that, you're, yep. you're going to click back into general chat and then and then you're going to need to turn. Yep. So just do that. Disconnect okay. and then join back in. OK. Johnny Dude. I swear to God. <laughs> Johnny Doodle. <laughs> Johnny Doodle. Who the hell do you think you are? Have you played Dead Space at all? No, nah, I haven't gotten it yet. I should do it. Have did you beat it yet? No, I'm on. Um, it seems like I'm coming to the end of chapter six. So, hell yeah, yeah. I was trying to get some. I just was so out of depleted of energy yesterday. I was trying to get myself to play something. I just can't. I didn't have like the energy to really play much. Mm, Monster Hunter's been kind of like a nice decompress. You just kind of just do some hunts and. Totally on. Un- 
That picture's so funny. It's yeah. I think there might be a video. I'm wondering. I love his sunglasses in this movie. He has so many cool sunglasses. Yeah. I like the well, the flashback glasses that he had. With the red flannel, those mm-hmm. ones. Those, oh, those yeah. are dope. That was a really cool outfit altogether because he's got that yeah. like white and blue sailor stripes shirt underneath the red woolen jacket. Uh-huh. Yeah, that was a good outfit. Yeah, I'm gonna go home. Okay. John Well, this is the letter. And when I was arrested, uh, I forgot it was last year, it was a bungling uh, officials' arrest, political arrest. They were trying to bless uh, me on election night. Which they did. They were about three hours late. Oh. They won the election that night. The BBC company, uh, a huge work. I'm, I'm a great believer in local politics. So when I, when I was arrested for the same reason, I wrote this letter to the district attorney, and I used. Well, I offered as a uh, as help. It's called "How to Deal with the Police." Dear Mr. Willis, dear Mr. Willis, I'm given to understand that you want me to come into the courthouse and officially surrender to you in front of witnesses and formally rearrest me on some kind of vague chicken shit charge cooked up by Officer Short on the night of November seventh, eighth, nineteen ninety five. In the course of our bizarre encounter on Cemetery Lane, as I was very skillfully driving home on an utterly deserted road, after delivering the keynote address at a major political rally full of people who planned to wake up the next morning, election day, and kick the shit out of the Aspen Ski Commission. <laughs> Is my information correct? Did that vengeful dingbat actually fail to serve me with a valid legal summons? Did he botch everything that night? Was he so crazy that he couldn't even arrest me properly? And is that why you want me to drive at top speed into town so you can get your picture in the papers while you slap handcuffs on me and swell up like a toad for the cameras? Ah, <laughs> oh, Lawson, have you no shame? Are you a Nazi? Are you nuts with lust for your upcoming 15 minutes of fame? Has it come to this, that you have to beg, bitch, and cajole your victims to turn themselves in and abandon all hope for everything except humiliation and chicken? though it is it is this is what um, this is the message i got when i touched it oh man i freaking blew it there you go thank you to squarespace for sponsoring this video maybe It was, the Yeti was on there a second ago. We were somewhere around Barstow, on the edge of the desert, when the drugs began to take hold. Maybe we switched the... Like many great films, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas wasn't exactly appreciated or understood in its time. It was a critical and commercial failure upon release, calling it pointless, repetitive, and in the words of one critic, one long offensive treatise on just how vile things can be. It doesn't recognize it. It malfunctioned it, so interesting. 
What's strange to me is that Hunter S. Thompson's original novel received widespread acclaim. Many writers and journalists consider it to be a seminal piece of American Why don't you literature. Try it a different Cormac McCarthy slot? calling yeah. it a classic of our time. I can take so that was out. Something right? just lost in translation. Yeah. By all accounts, it's largely a faithful adaptation, with many of the scenes lifted directly from the novel as well as other works by Hunter S. Thompson, and with some of its most iconic passages being used almost verbatim in the film. It seems odd that what people People seemed to love so much about the original work was exactly what people seemed to deride in the film. And maybe it's oh, yeah. because novels are inherently infused with our own imagination, something that a film can't accomplish in the same way. Or maybe it's just a story that works better as text. So the film, work. to me, is a masterpiece that has a visual bravura that few films can match, with some of the greatest character performances from two actors at the top of their game. I mean, it's we don't often really hilarious and at times incredibly uncomfortable, and always unlike any other film that I've ever seen. It's a ride that offers an unflinching portrait of psychedelic drug use and the death of the American dream. It's not always meant to just be fun and games. As Terry Gilliam states, we start out at full speed and it's... The drugs kick in oh, and wait. you're on speed. On. Whoa, you get the buzz. It's James. crazy. It's yeah. outrageous. The can you see me? And everybody's laughing and having a great time. Yes. Or just hear me. Yeah, you can see me? Yeah, it's working. The walls start closing in and it's like you're never going to get out of this right. fucking place. It's an ugly nightmare what and there's no escape. I broke it and I fixed it. The film... Nice. Sorry to, sorry about that. Oh, no worries. I don't know what happened. I'm not very good with this kind of. No, dude, that's honestly me with my computer all the time. Like it'll, something will break on it and then I'll do everything yeah. to try and fix it. It doesn't work. And all of a sudden it'll just fix itself. And then I'm like, okay, well, there, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what happened. I don't know how to fix it in the future, but okay. They're smarter than us, honestly, <laughs> <Yeah>. the computers. <laughs> we just have to follow their lead. <laughs> get in line i malfunction yeah. way more definitely oh totally i mean if we're being honest yeah <laughs> me too <laughs> malfunction malfunction <laughs> i just like trip and eat shit malfunction i'm sorry error <laughs> you start crying whenever you <laughs> all right we where go. are we where are we at when we uh, punch back in where are we i'm gonna do some audience reviews I, I was just about to start those so okay cool. are we good yeah we good all right we are back uh let's do some audience reviews from uh ryan gives it a five star a review <laughs> says what a long strange trip it's been i love johnny depp i love the 60s i love psychedelic art and culture i enjoyed the film is there a real plot other than two men getting high on every drug known to man not really. Is it for everyone? Definitely not. But I myself still enjoyed the film for the comical scenes and Johnny Depp's performance. Absolutely. Uh, from Matto Bork. It's a five stars titled The Rock Opera of the 60s. What was that? Whoa. The 60s? What the that Fugazi was, was Timothy yeah. Leary, Ram Dass, White <laughs> Rabbit? Vibes, energy, peace, love. To help, here is the movie version of the rock opera. Can't understand the film? What's its point? Why? Welcome to the 60s. Wait, I did not understand that review. I'm not sure I do either. Is it the 60s? 
Maybe that's why I didn't understand. This movie takes place in 71, but I guess it's from a yeah. person from the 60s. I'm no, not going to dive deeper. Gonna, I don't think, I think it's only going to yeah, confuse us more if that. we read it more. But I thought, uh, yeah, it was worth it for some reason. Um, yeah. Let's go to Alexandra Stanford, titled Five Stars. Absolutely insane. It's full of twists and turns, very entertaining, and the music is perfect. The movie is a good depiction of Hunter S. Thompson. His articles were legendary and unforgettable. Uh, from Gitano 34 titled very trippy movie. Hilarious. Five stars. The perfect movie. If on shrooms or other psychedelics. I think if I were mm. to like sum up this movie, I would say very trippy movie. Hilarious. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's exactly how, what I would say. Like an honest review. Yeah. Very trippy movie. Hilarious. <laughs> you should, i guess we already know Corey's final thoughts <laughs> yeah uh, that's his letterbox yeah. review yeah from uh, sadie mara five stars titled one of my favorite movies ever there really nice. isn't a whole lot that needs to be said about this movie this is one of my all-time favorite movies it has been since it has been since i was younger it will be for a very long time after that hunter s thompson is one of my favorite authors i love almost every book of his that i've read also i believe that this movie is made a hundred times better because of johnny depp being the lead actor he plays this role like no one could ever dream of playing and no one will ever dream of playing it again. I hope no one tries because they would ruin the role and it would be an insult okay, to Hunter S. Thompson right. himself. We get it. We get it. Don't you care if Johnny anyone Depp. disagrees all with right. that statement or what the media says about anything Jesus that's happened in his Christ. past. Get off Depp's dick. God Man's damn. an excellent actor and he's acting out an excellent part. Enough said. LOL. Enough, enough said. Mic drop. Okay. This was June, June 9th. <laughs> 2022 and it sounds Corey, like this it sounds like you this is a review personal <laughs> it's interesting to see someone referencing a modern thing like his uh court battle with amber heard seems to be referenced yeah, yeah. in this on a little that. too heavy with that i thought i was like mm -hmm. i can tell when this review was written so. mm -hmm. right a little too topical. It's interesting to think about who could potentially play that Hunter S. Thompson now, right? I think it would be hard to pin mm. down just off the dome. But oh, you know it's going to be Shalom, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck off. Who's that character, James? <laughs> you know it's going to be Shalom, yeah. That's Timothy Chalamet's hype man. You know it's yeah. going to be Chalamet. 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 All day. That's me. Uh, that's my. That's. Oh, I'm a pirate now. That's me, a Chalamet uh, fan that's character. Me, Chalamet. <laughs> Yar, I love a good Chalamet performance. <laughs> uh, let's go to Anonymous Five Stars titled Not Enjoyable to Watch, but an Excellent what? Movie. What? That's an oxymoron. Come on now. Well, shut the front door. <laughs> what movie is what not is enjoyable to watch, but great? <laughs> Let's find out. Uh, yeah. They're anonymous. They're too chicken shit to even uh, oh, what reveal their name. As they should be. Yeah. Uh, the acting and production is polished to a sheen, and the writing is beautiful. I was entertained throughout. The journey itself is a chaotic, miserable mess that long overstays its welcome, but that is kind of the point, I suspect. Throughout most of the film, all I could think of was, was how and and when are they going to wrap this up? <laughs> the characters <laughs> the characters lost my sympathy very early and their antics became stale at the same rate. It sort of reminded me of Catcher in the Rye in that sense. There's no one <laughs> oh, boy. There's no one to firmly root for and seemingly no goal to drive the plot forward. 
By the end, I felt like I had experienced something important and insightful, but couldn't confidently put my finger on what exactly that insight is. The story really left me thinking, which I appreciate. If nothing else, it exemplifies the mindset of a culture and era. One thing that surprises me is how many people interpret this movie as a comedy. I saw it as an absolute horror show, a realistic journey through some of the darkest, most terrifying parts of the human psyche. What could be worse to each their own? What could be worse to each their own, I guess? Highly recommend, but brace yourself. You'll be in for one hell of a movie. For me, it was hell to watch, but for others, it's a hell of a good time. So if that, okay, all right, <laughs> so, put some steak on it. <laughs> so if that, if, they just if, like saying hell. If that doesn't pique your interest, then I don't know what will. That was a roller coaster of a review. That was a hell of a review, if you ask me. It's a hell of a review. <laughs> you know what? Not a bad one, though. They kind of they kind of hit the nail on the head in a weird way. I like, like that. Yeah, you can interpret it kind of in in that way as well, and still enjoy it. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's. I think I'm feeling pretty good about that. That was an interesting way to end the audience side of things. Um, mm-hmm. Let's do some uh, final thoughts. Give it a score, uh, Corey. Do you want to? Kick this uh, portion of the polarized rodeo off. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. I'll kick it off. Yeehaw. Uh, <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> this podcast is going off the rails. <laughs> I'm out of Yahoo. <laughs> um, no, it was uh, it was it was really cool to watch this again. Um, you know, some eight to 12 years after my heyday with it. It was, uh, I still love it. I still like, I almost want to watch it again already. And I just watched it two Same. nights ago, but like, Damn, dude. it's, it's like, as far as an entertaining movie, it's perfect. It hits yeah. every fucking note of what you want, like entertainment to be. Mm. I guess, I guess if maybe you're not tuned into, the 60s or the early <laughs> 70s or something maybe you wouldn't agree but if you were at all interested in that time period it's pretty fucking like essential viewing and uh yeah mm. i it, it, when i saw it a few nights ago after not watching it for a decade i was like shit why don't i watch this movie more like this is mm-hmm. I used to watch it way more. <laughs> Maybe I don't need to watch it as much as I used to watch it, but I could watch it once every year or so. And yeah, uh, yeah I just I think it's I, I don't I don't think we even really tapped in enough into the podcast on like Terry Gilliam and Monty mm-hmm. Python and just and that whole. I mean, sure. I mean, I'm that a is why Monty it's so Python, funny, isn't it? Python fan. Yeah, it's very. Well, funny. I mean, yeah, he he's you know. He's a legend. He's a very so. unique style, and that is very present in this movie. This movie overall, it's it's your review, yeah, no, but yes, Terry no, Gilliam. But I would agree. Yeah. I mean, you know, I personally, to my taste, like, yeah, I love Terry Gilliam, and I love mm-hmm. Monty Python, and I, I, this was even even if I didn't read the book or didn't know who Hunter S. Thompson was, I would have enjoyed this because. Yeah, it, it it was it's a very idiosyncratic movie and our you know a, a large part of that is because of Terry Gilliam and and his vision for it and um 
yeah, Benicio's performance was just jaw dropping. I still think that he carries the movie and uh mm. yeah. I uh I don't have a whole lot to say. It's a it's one of the movies I've seen the most in my entire life. I still love it. I'll give it a 90 out of 100. Oh yeah. Amazing, dude. I was almost thinking of like how in, like instrumental Jeff Daniels performances in Dumb and Dumber and how like I didn't fully realize that like until like watching that movie so many times and <laughs> oh we got a Blarge reunion uh we got another one uh, another Blarge just showed up for it's like oh sh- okay it's a secret sorry it's it's special um but like yeah I just how how Jeff Daniels like really holds down the movie in a way so that Jim Carrey can do what he does in Dumb and Dumber and give it I don't know almost mm. like le- legitimacy and elevate everything like the uh yeah honestly great great and that, comp and that, and that that's in that duo yeah. I I totally I totally see what you're saying there yeah so do I I, I at least that transition from yeah like like loving both the Hunter Thompson and the and the Lloyd Christmas whatever <laughs> it's been a while mm-hmm. yep, uh, no that's yeah. his name yeah. <laughs> uh yeah it's it's uh it's something isn't it those those 90s funny funny comedy movies are, are something that are embedded in in my soul for sure Should, can i just keep rolling with mine my review yep. mm-hmm. 100 um yeah i i uh i i think the humor man it's something that is so hard to do do right it's so hard to add your own style to something that already has its own style um in terms of adaptation and i'm fascinated by that process and i think this was such a hefty process to try to adapt a, a story a book like that into a into a movie and i think i'm so glad we're ending on the terry gilliam note because i really think that is just such a vital part of definitely the humor but also the um inventiveness of of cinematography and camera work and then bringing those performances out of everyone seemed like there was a real collaborative effort in terms of what was going on there. And then the just manic chaotic energy of it never quits. And when it does, it's, it's purposeful and it gets in the ethos of Hunter S Thompson in a beautiful kind of respectful way. When like he, he, he has kind of become a caricature almost by this point too. Um, you know, after like the, they were making like comics about like, there's like a whole comic strip about like uh, of, of Hunter S Thompson making kind of making fun of his lifestyle and who he was of, and him growing older and being in like this old hippie dude and everything. And to, to see them take control of that story and, and do it in a way and do it, not only do it justice, but have its own voice is exactly what you want from an adaptation. Uh, I see a hand up in the back there. That was me. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I, I wasn't trying to interrupt just to no, add on to what you were saying. I, I, that was a great point that you made. I wanted to, touch on a little bit and i i realize now that we didn't get into it when we were talking about the the movie but how did this revitalize hunter s thompson's career this movie coming out it kind of you know got our generation into yeah i mean it kind of put because he was before our time for a little Mm -hmm. bit yeah i mean Mm -hmm. i and and i wonder about that sometimes like would we have been so 
mm-hmm. um, attached to him as a countercultural, you know, icon. persona mm-hmm. icon. If this movie wasn't made, mm-hmm. if it was just his writing, maybe. I, I don't know. I don't that's know. A, that's, Me personally, prob- yeah, probably not. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I I was very into his writing, but the movie kind of got me there. Mm-hmm, and and totally. once once that was a, a a thing that I had a like a touchstone, you know, for I was like, oh, let me go explore mm-hmm, who yeah. this man was. So it kind of it kind of, you know, from personal experience, it probably revitalized his mm-hmm. his legendary status in a certain way. Yeah, and for, for the for a certain I, generation. For that matter, like a person like myself that wasn't reading a bunch of books and, you know, if they were going to find something, it was going to, it was going to mean something in, in terms of like being rebellious. And, and, uh, not only that, but like I said about the adaptation thing, it's like, I remember ha- yeah, having that companion piece to compare and contrast what they were doing in, in different mediums was, was, and still is such a fun process for, for me to do and seeing how to visualize something that is text, I think is, uh, is fascinating and to see how to apply your own personal style when that works, when that doesn't. And, um, I, you know, I, I saw the, like the rum diary, the rum, I don't know who directed that one. Uh, I didn't even, that was, I didn't even watch that. extremely forgettable. Um, yeah. and you know, I mean the, the book is nowhere near the, the caliber as well either. It's, it's an not, early, early it's one for, it's for just, him, yeah. but, um, you know, they're, they're trying to recreate that a bit there and uh, yeah no need to mention that but this this movie does the process of adaptation extremely well performances are like legendary and yeah we've been saying this whole time it's like a part of who i am to to an extent like in in a lot of ways i and and bonding with other people over it as well and to the point where yeah there's like so many things that i will still like brandon and i and, and like when we're talking and shit we'll just we'll we'll still like quote certain things like little tiny things like the and mm-hmm. we didn't even say it, but like the guy that's like take the ticket take the ticket take come the on ticket. take the ticket mm-hmm. take the ticket like mm-hmm. and take the ride i mean but the yeah. the, the his the way he says that like when little t- things like that like seep into your brain and you start quoting it that's when you know it's just yeah. a part of like yeah. your fiber and, and your being um Definitely. yeah like i'm trying to think of like what to criticize and trying to look at it like objectively it's so hard like i was like i was saying but um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I guess some of the Christina Ricci, like Barbara Streisand art stuff, isn't like my favorite part of the movie, but it's like, it is it some seems, of the, it it's like the it nefar- a little, a little lull. Yeah. Right? Kind of around like there. It's just, it's just kind of like, eh. the, the convention like, is kind of fun. We, where but are we going? That I guess is like, it, it gets into the nefarious side of things, but once he takes the adrenochrome and, and everything, things start to pick up again. But, um, yeah. you know, beyond that, I, I enjoy the fact that it doesn't have much of a structure either and it just kind of fucking goes and then yep. it has lulls but it's it's just kind of like amazing in that fact that it's, it maintains entertainment while still replicating like a a drug addled alcoholic binge at the same time and that's very it's doing spending a lot of plays doing a lot of, doing it very difficultly and i want to join you Corey, on the 90 percent. i think that's that's an extremely fair and uh good score and that's right right where i'm sitting as well is um yeah it's 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 one of my faves still and i i i uh purchased it 
and I'm going to watch it again more often, I think too, because it's been, it's been a little, little while since I'd seen it and it's just, uh, a, 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 it's warm and inviting the music and everything for, for me personally too, just, uh, in the nostalgic sense, not going to lie, but also, um, I've looked at it in, in many ways and this most recent time was a lot of fun and I'm, and I'm glad we, uh, did for the pod and I want to hear what the Brandini has got to say about it. <laughs> What's he got to say? What's he got to say about it? So, uh, this is my other character as well. This is this other character. You know it's going to be that Shadow Mike. <laughs> you know it's going to be that Shadow Mike. You know it's going to be that Shadow Mike. Oh, I love that character. You gotta, I yeah. hate that character. <laughs> Whoa! Okay, bye. I know I, I know. this is not my this okay. is not my jurisdiction. Well, you're not a big Shadow Mike fan? <laughs> not a big one. No. Okay. Ooh. <laughs> okay. Um... It's been such a delight talking to you guys about this movie and I fell in love with this movie again. Uh, I realized how much this movie influenced my, like, I just love the style of this movie. I love the aesthetics of the movie. And I think that's part of my core as a human being has been informed by this movie. Um, the The sensibilities as well is so fascinating because I, yeah, like, The counterculture idea from his perspective is great because I think you can, and he makes fun of it to a degree. And I also think Terry Gilliam makes fun of hippies and counterculture in a way by juxtaposing hippies like next to things. Like something that uh, stuck out to me was there was a bus full of hippies um, that was right behind the car that crashed and killed the person. And so there's a lot of commentary on that and just how silly and ridiculous uh, Hunter S. Thompson is being at the matrix club. Like it has, it, it hates what capitalism does to people. And in that sense, it's counterculture ish, but it is not, it is a, yeah, it just seems so honest and true. It comes from a place that's not, um, it's not conforming at all. It's so anti-conformity. It's two characters who don't belong in this society. And that's, uh, it's an enjoyable thing to meditate on and just consider like, oh yeah, like being, these people are really awful. And that's something that I notice more clearly this time around. You don't necessarily want to be them, but there's things that are, can be envious about the way that they look at life and the way that they go about yeah. things. Yeah. And, yeah. and, um, all of that it's to al- be. Yeah, it almost feels like there's no there's no consequences for their mm-hmm. actions. You know what I no. mean? Like mm-hmm. it's. Yeah, in real life, there would be. But in in the scope of this um, like presentation of what's mm-hmm. going on, there's really no they get away with everything like there's no. There's no <sighs> real like comeuppance for them. They just, you know they part ways at the end or whatever, but it's just like funny and like cute and like cool. And we all want to be them, you know, (laughs) but it's like, Mm -hmm. they don't really, they don't really have any, Mm -hmm. they don't learn anything. They don't know. And that's like that. They freak out about stuff, but nothing really does happen. Nothing happens. They freak out that something is going to happen, but they just, yeah. That's And it, it, it would be not true to the characters if they were to like have some, come to jesus moment and like oh exactly. man like this is this, this is yeah. not the way to live your life that's, that would suck that would, that would be, be so, dis- that would ring so hollow like that's not what it's about but <laughs> totally so i'm It'd not saying it needs that for sure. yeah 
Of course, but I'm just saying. Which like, is why this movie wins us over because it's not disingenuous. It is. Yeah. It stays but it true does kinda, to it, it. A little bit leaves me hollow at the end. A little bit where it's like, fuck, mm. like life is life is life kind of doesn't make any sense, and you just kind of like have to. You're just hoping that somebody is tending the light at the end of the tunnel, as he says. That's the line. That's the line. Mm. And the whole shit that like really brings it home Mm. is like, right. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe there's not, maybe, maybe there's not. not. Yeah. You know, but you're, but you're, yeah. You're living your life with these hopes of. uh, It was, it was very, sorry. I know I'm hijacking your fucking. It's okay. Just one last little thing. Like I, I know that the three of us were very close and still are, but you know, Mm. we're coming out of high school and, and there was, this would have been 2008, nine, 10. There was kind of like a similar movement around that time where we were involved in it. And Mm. it kind of, it kind of, in my opinion, petered out a little bit a few years after it got started. And I'm Mm. not going to try to, put it up against the hippie movement but it was kind of you know like there was musically and culturally there was like a shift around that time i i don't know if it was just us imagining it partially because of this movie or whatever but it it seemed to me like i could kind of relate to what what was being said about like oh it seemed like we were getting somewhere and then it just kind of died you know died Mm mm-hmm I can and, relate to that as well. Yeah. It's, yeah, and, and it's, it still it's goes on and it's, it, it, yeah, it's such a generational commentary. I was right? thinking the same you thing. Should, yeah. Right, like generation, right. generation I, I think, coming of age. I think mm-hmm. every generation has that. It's not unique to mm-hmm. us in the sixties. It's, it's just exactly every generation when they, 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 they hit their stride and they, you know, the world kind of revolves around what they're doing for a bit. And then it just kind of fizzles out. It's pretty normal, you know. It is, in yeah. The, in the world that we live in, but at the time that pop culture started, basically in the '60s, it wasn't. Nobody ever talked about that. Everything before that was just war, you know. It, it wasn't. Mm-hmm. There was no pop culture. Didn't really mm-hmm. exist before the '60s. It was just. Mm-hmm. It was survival before that, you know. So. <laughs> Every every generation since that time has probably had that feeling of like, oh, here we go. Like, we're really changing things. Oh, wait, except no, we're not. Yeah. Really. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and that I, that's pretty heavy. Like, that's a pretty like. There's some heavy stuff in this thing, for sure. You know. Yeah. But it's a- but I'm glad that I'm I'm glad that they didn't like dwell too much on it because it wouldn't be that fun of a movie if they really like. You know, if that was all that it focused on. Mm-hmm. Um, it, yeah. And also too the, it, who the characters are, it lends, it's like the characters lend to the story, not needing to go so deep into it because these are all waxing poetically or just uh, post drug meditations that, are, you, you know, that can be very shallow almost, right? Like the movie, it, I, I guess the, what the content is allows for that to not need to be a thing. It doesn't need to yeah, hunker yeah. down on, on those things. And it's just, again, goes to the strengths of the movie when I'm explaining a concept of like 
everything in this is clicking and works together and it's hard to make critiques on it because you can just justify it with how the movie presents itself and i just again that makes a really really good movie so to get to my score i'm going to give this a 90 95 percent yeah Dang. I'm gonna do a 95 on spicy on 90s one. all around, gentlemen. I, I love it. This is a it's, it's a fun day when we can all um in, enjoy and talk about a movie that that we have such a history with and uh, with people that we have history with. Uh, so much fun. But for now, yeah, I want to jump into a little game. This is a yes. very special version of Magnetize. It is Critics Choice Magnetize. Ooh. And it is a little bit of a different structure. So in this game, it's all what the critics think. It's only what, what the critics have to say about it. And I'm going to give you two movies. And you're going to have to pick the score that these two movies share from the critics Critic. side of things. Critically. Oh, critics agree cool. and think both the movies I give you are the rated the same. And you have to pick what that score is. All right. Who wants to start? Well, let's get Corey, the, up to you. Corey, it's up to you. Yes, I guess you'd like to start. All right. Start. Your two movies. Please tell me the score that these two share. The two movies are the ba ba Babe. Pig as por City? Porky Pig would say. Uh, the first one. That's the second one in the city, right? Oh, we're, we're, yeah, city's yeah, the yeah. second one. Yeah. So the, we're just talking straight babe. Straight babe. Mm -hmm. Straight babe. Straight babe. Uh, and... Your other movie that shares the same score is Chicken Run. Jesus Christ. What is the score that these two movies share? Mm -hmm. From the critics side. Yes. And then Brandon, you will get your opportunity after. And whoever is closest but, will get this point. So they're both uh, polarizing movies, but the critics are on the same. This has side. nothing to do with polarized. This just has the critics. Oh have the same score for both of these on Rotten Tomatoes. And what is that score? Okay. Well, this is just Rotten Tomatoes land. We're living in it and we're finding different ways to look at those tomatoes. And this is, gotta the, this be. is the new way <laughs> I, th I made the game be, even yeah. more complicated before with this other version. Maybe I'll try another time, but this is the simplified version. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like this version. I, just, I I threw in a third movie that didn't have that score, and you had to pick which one. Is that on the, the most one? recent? Well, and uh, I could do it, but like it was like I, I would give you three movies, and you're like, which one of these doesn't belong, sort of thing. But, oh, I love that too, dude. These are great. Yeah, uh, I could throw that in for a second round. Maybe we'll do that second round. Well, no, it's my turn to think. You you can't think yet. I have to think first. I said, what do you think? Oh, yeah, I hold, you stop thinking, think. Brandon. <laughs> I thought this you said your, you get, you'll get your turn. You'll get your turn to think. Yeah, you have to pause your brain. Mm -hmm. right um, Brandon, no. <laughs> I see you. I see you. <laughs> thinking. <laughs> White noise. Uh, let me go. 82. 82. Popping up in my head. All right. Yeah, nice. 82. Mine's going to be a 91. 91 and Brandini's gonna take it is a 97 for both Whoa! Chicken Run and Babe. They mm -hmm. loved them. Very they loved them. Very, very spicy. Uh let I think we're gonna do a three out of five here. So I'll I'll do the same mode for, for this one, but maybe on the third one I'll I'll throw that other version so of this the question. One, Brandon Brandon gets to Brandon will go first, first on this one, yes. Yeah. Okay. Let's do 
James and the Giant Peach. Mm. Good, good flick. Good flick. And Matilda. Oh, oh wow. another good flick. Jesus Christ. Have you guys seen Same the score new by uh, critics? New I haven't. <laughs> no. The musical Matilda, right? Yeah. So my sister texted me the other night and said it's her favorite movie she's ever seen. No way. Oh shit. <laughs> so I, I really want to see it. Nice. Because I, oh, I value I value what she tells me. So yeah. Um, Maybe yeah. we'll have to watch it tonight if we got time. Maybe. Ooh, fun. James, come over. Yeah. We could do a watch party. We'll do a watch party, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll be there in spirit. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm going to go 86%. 86. For James and Matilda? James and mm-hmm. Giant and Matilda. Mm-hmm. Critically. Okay. Um, 86. Randini with the 86. James and the Giant Peach, a name that pe- that kids when I was in elementary school would call me that. And oh. I thought it was, I was just felt bullied like oh it's did james we, did we call you that? james and the giant peach now it was like early like this movie came out what year did this come out like I did was, me and brian dini call you that no i don't think so but no, that would be like i think my response was like like so if brandon brandon call me james and the giant peach hey james and the giant peach oh right. yeah well what are you brandon and the giant butt yes oh fuck you <laughs> <laughs> My head explodes. Nailed it. Yeah. Kind of like how a, he, a scanner he situation. Whoa. Did he just? Uh, more of like a Moonraker situation where my head it. just starts melting. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what do we got? What Corey, you, say, Brennan, you said 86. 86. Yeah, you can price us right this shit somehow if you want. No, I'm not that kind of guy. I'll go, I'll go 91. Get the fuck out. You get the fuck out. Oh. Is oh it, was my. that right? You fucking nailed it. Spot nailed on! It. It's 91, baby! You did it! Yeah. Dude, is that like a two-pointer? I feel like that's like a two-pointer or something. I think I I'm know. in the lead now. Uh, that's... I, I feel like... No, I, we're tied. Okay, we're tied. We're, that's amazing. You get you get something special. I don't know what, but you're going to get it. <laughs> Shit. That's kind of scary. <laughs> All right. We'll do... Uh, We'll do just the same rules again for this one. Um, so to Corey, you go first. The movies are, and this includes a movie that you said you have seen. So this is perfect. Adventureland and The Menu. I have oh. seen The Menu. Nice. I have also seen Adventureland. Perfect. Perfect. What's the score? What is the score? Them? What is that score? Uh... What do these critics have score. to say? What is that darn score? <laughs> <laughs> hey, all you people. Um, hey. Hey, all you people. I'm going to I'm gonna go 88 on, on these two. I am going to... I'm going to go with a 78. Corey nailed it on the spot again. <laughs> Shut the <laughs> fuck up! Wow. It's an 88. Wow. Wowie zowie. <laughs> I'm like dumbstruck right now. I'm like befuddled. I don't know how I, I didn't. Did I, I was like, I did my research. At first, I was excited. Now I was just like, wait, what's happening here? <laughs> Am I getting hustled? <laughs> Get out of my head. The fuck is happening? And into my car. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Get out of those wet clothes and into this dry martini. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> right. 
Um, let's change the game up a bit because Corey's too good at it. Uh, <laughs> wow. So Wait. Corey broke broke it. You broke the game. No, I want to try. I want to try the new version for this. Uh, this because this could be because it's first to three. Corey's at two. Brandon's yeah. at one. Let's try this other version of of the game that I had in mind. I'm going to give you three movies this time, two of which share the same score, one of which does not. It is up to you to find the movie that does not have the same score. The three movies are, let's do, we're going to do critic, we're going to do Oscar movie version as well, because the Oscars... Oscars just got uh, just got announced the nomination, so I'm gonna do all Oscar noms. Critics, oh, critic, fuck. I haven't seen anything. Critic, oh, um, critic, uh, magnetize. Uh, also, Oscar version. I don't know. I didn't think of the, the name, but it's it, it's happening. It is. Or you haven't seen it everywhere. Hey, hold everywhere. on. Oh, I can't say it. Everything. <laughs> everywhere. Everything. Everywhere. All at hey, once. Hey guys. Hey. Hey. Can I mention it? You told me to be quiet last time. I see two blarges and one bag of TB. I'm very yeah, jealous of. <laughs> I love this sorry. reunion. Um, Mike Sims came in with Taco Bell. Is that <laughs> yeah, TB? I, yeah. I've seen you before. Is that Taco Bell? Hey, I haven't seen you. Yeah, How you been? Uh, all right. Who's Brandon's going first, right? Yes. Yeah, Brandon's uh-huh. going. First. All right. Well, I think I'm pretty sure Brandon at least is aware of these these movies. So we got. Okay. You said everything everywhere all at once. That is that is also that is on there. Uh, mm-hmm. We have that one, the Fablements, mm-hmm. and All Quiet on the Western Front. Isn't that an old movie? No, it's, Fablemans. Uh, is, is all Quiet, no, no, no. All Quiet all on the Western Front the Western is a Front. new <laughs> telling of the story. I don't give a fuck about <laughs> Fablements, bro. <laughs> I never, never heard of it. Don't. No, I never will watch. It. The classic, just the, classic literature, just, just a, yeah, new, uh, new version that they put on Netflix. Um, Fablements. Which okay. movie does not have a 92? Two of which Fable have a 92. Bins. Which one does not have a 92? I'm just going to oh, say it's a, It is Brandon's turn. A, oh, I'm you sorry. You need to settle down. Or I, I, I will, will kick retract. you out of the polarized kingdom. I'm sorry. <laughs> which one doesn't have a, you said a 92? Yes, two one? two of these movies have yeah. a ninety two. One of which does not. Which one is that movie? Just say what I said. It's a I Feel like this yeah. is a complicated game, but I don't know if it works. We're trying it. You are wrong. Oh, it's quite all quiet on the west. Corey, Front. to you. I don't know how this uh, works. What was oh, the first one? Oh, you I get said? it. Right. Why would you tell me not yet? Okay. Yeah. What was the first one you said? Oh yeah, how would because now he's got less options, right? Yeah, I guess I can just get Yeah, yeah, it's easier for me. But I don't know any of these movies. What was the first what was the first title that you said? Fablements, All Quiet on the Western no. Front. Everything Everywhere All one? at Once. Oh, I've heard of that one. Um, I'll go with that one. You are correct. Yeah. Wow. For for three. That has a 95. Nice. I think how I originally uh, had these questions like I would give you one like one person one and then the one person the other like an, another question and then whoever I don't know it was let's, hard but let's, we're, we're having let's, fun let's redo it let's do you got another I have one more question but you have three I mean if you want to do a sudden death for some reason and you want to make I it do and make it whoever gets this question right get gets it gets <laughs> all the whole kit and caboodle I um, hate winning I hate <laughs> winning anything so let's go I can go back to the original 
way of Either playing way. that seemed more, that seemed more simple and, and straightforward about who would win this, especially it being sudden death and all. We tried it. We'll move back. Let's do to Corey, correct? Yep. Uh, the two movies are The Last Dragon and Rush Hour 2. What is that score? <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. The Last Dragon. The last can I phone a friend on that dragon. one? I don't know what that is. Well, Not I can, Maya in The Last Dragon, right? I can is tell that you. Like a, is that a Disney movie? The Last Dragon is... Uh, Who's what is his name again? Uh, Leroy oh. Green. Uh, it's a time time act and vanity. Uh, Leroy Green and Laura Charles, uh, a young martial artist living in New York City, trains tirelessly to attain the same level of mastery as the great Bruce Lee. One night, his life changes forever when he rescues television personality Laura Charles, vanity from evil businessman Eddie Arcade. Brandon, do you know this one? I don't know. I have don't seen know this movie, this. it is a great movie. Impressed by Leroy's ba- bravery, yeah. Laura falls for Leroy, but to keep her safe, he will have to defeat a gang leader named Shonuff. Julius Shonuff. Jake, the third. The self-styled oh, shogun oh. of Harlem. It's like campy, oh. like a uh, kung fu cool. movie. And it what, is actually... Can I, can I ask what... It is a polarizing movie out? as well. So we should do it sometime. What year did this come out? 1985. So it's like oh, a... Wow. It's kind of like a Western take on like a Kung Fu campy Kung Fu movie almost. And mm-hmm. Yeah, like Big right. Boss. Almost like. A, but it's kind of for like, kids too. And kind of like black exploitation as well. For my I don't think it's well. for kids at all, right? <laughs> it sounds no. like. Oh, yeah, maybe like I was just. I mean, it's PG-13. It's PG-13, but I, I mean, yeah. It's for so, some kids. Yeah. Teenagers, maybe. <laughs> it's fun i remember having a great I'm time sorry, i never heard of it, it was on yeah where are we <laughs> what? what's happening <laughs> how acceptable it is for kids what uh that helps, yeah. that helps yeah, you I, understand I, the movie better. <laughs> can you use it in a I sentence just, i went on i went i went down a tangent that was you know and then there's rush hour two <laughs> would you like correct. me to describe rush no, hour no. two for you no no i'm no, familiar no. with rush hour two great i'd say um, just work with what you think rush hour two is what score is that you want me to twerk with what I think Rush Hour 2 is? Is that what you said? Absolutely. Holy. I didn't, but now I do. Okay. Well, let me move the webcam okay. down a little bit. <laughs> okay. Uh, no. Okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> Rush Hour 2, that's got to be like 85%. 85. Brandini, what do you say? I'm going to say a 76. 76. It is a 58. Oof. It's a lower one. I swerved. I swerved on that. It's a lower one. You truly swerved. I did. Well, we'll just say we had a lot of fun. I don't know. We all won. No, Brandon won. Brandon won. No, he won too. You did really well. You called two on the spot. It blows my mind. That's happened like a lot in this. Brandon's done that a lot, and some other guests have done it too. I I don't know. know I've I've tuned in. I've tuned in to (laughs) all your episodes. There was something crazy happened in that Astro last, not last that time. Rare. This happens. This happens quite often. People are people are just in tune. I don't know. It's like the the human network is at is at play here. We just under we just understand. I don't know. You you're te- we we're all tapping get, into the Matrix. We just get Matrix Club, movies, dude. <laughs> oh my god, man, it's crazy. We it's just, just like, we just know movies. I know, and I like feel it, and you feel it, and then it just happens. Okay, well. This has been a blast. I, I don't want to prolong everything. We've already gone, gone very long and I, I've loved every minute of it, but uh, I, I have to say we, as a, as three of us, Corey, thank you so much for joining us. 
Uh, but I have to say, if you've enjoyed this at all and you would like to hear more from us, uh, this this three mm. these three guys, uh, this triple unit, you we are starting another podcast, uh, and we've already gotten uh, a couple couple ups going here. It is called Prod Pod, and it is about music producers, and we're discussing uh, the music producers that we want to discuss and that's start starting with Diplo. Uh, and then we were going into Todd Rundgren and we we're, we're talking their careers, their, how they shape and mold, not only uh, artists careers and music itself, but culture as well. And uh, kind of how they have their effects on, on the industry at large. And, and um, it was a great time talking about Diplo last time. I've been listening yeah. to a shitload of Todd Rundgren and it's been blowing my fucking mind. Uh, how I've yes, not uh, listened Todd. to enough in the past and for it to shoot yeah, up man. is just one of my favorites now for, for it to be him to be like unknown mm. to me in, in a lot of ways before is a little tidbit of how I'm going to be feeling about that uh, on that episode. But um, we are all together so all, with, yeah. All you uh, Diplo and Todd Rundgren fans. <laughs> yeah, just, uh, <laughs> I know that's a big group. That's a big group. <laughs> that's a big old group. <laughs> Check it out. <laughs> uh, that's uh, yeah. That's how, that's how we're starting. With we, who knows where the road will take us there too. And and there's uh, so many big time producers out there that will, that will be a lot of lot of top a lot of fun to talk about. Interesting mm. beginnings that we've chosen for for now was a was a Diplo, and that was that was <laughs> that was fun. I like I like that. Do you guys, do you guys cool. think Diplo is maybe a Todd Rundgren fan? I don't, I bet he sampled a, a Rundgren track. I I don't think he has. I don't, I don't, think, I don't so. think so. I don't. I, don't, I mean, why I don't you think? What, we, why, because I, I would know about it. I feel like I would have heard it if if he did. Mm, right. Of course. I, I don't. I yeah. don't think because so. as big of a Rundgren I fan as you are, you're an even bigger Diplo fan. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that's not at all what I'm saying. I'm just, I'm just saying, like he has never know. said it, and I have read everything he's ever said. <laughs> I know I all of his samples. Thank you very much. Ever said, and it, it it didn't didn't line up. But yeah, I I was just saying that as a you know in a joking way, like, hey, how are we going to bring these two things together? <laughs> yeah. but, no, it's more about it's more about producers and yeah. music. It's it's not about any yes. specific style or any any uh you know bias that we have it's just about music producers and mm -hmm. and their mark on music yeah it's a That's it's a great it. it's a great way to talk yeah. about people who define us uh, general like generational sounds like uh right. or define right. a generation in their sound maybe it's a better way to say it who but, made their mark yeah who, who they made, made their, their mark, mark. On, on music and not really yeah, yeah discuss as much and in, in many ways underrated in, mm -hmm. in in a lot of uh how things have have shaped and the, and the sounds of of uh so much music that we that we recognize but don't uh, know how to attribute that side of things much like uh, we talk about directors and we only started talking about terry gilliam near really uh, a lot about terry gilliam till the end of it but it I just wish we, i wish we talked more about terry gilliam but mm -hmm. that's okay that'll be the next podcast the gilliam, gilliam cast gilpod mm -hmm. <laughs> gilpod <laughs> Gil uh, Gil terry cast <laughs> wait is that my dad's podcast oh. <laughs> that'll be the next one coming from us <laughs> yeah terry cast <laughs> terry cast talk about all the terry uh well 
I hope you guys tune in. It'll be uh, the Diplo episode will be dropping. I believe my my plan is to have it be dropping the the same day as this episode. So um, you should be able to jump on that prod pod. Uh, and please. Uh, oh, yeah, I forgot. I got to announce next week. Or... Yes. Yeah. What are you guys doing? Yeah. Next week? It's a very oh. special episode. We're very excited. And I'm already going to call out who the guests are because I think that's, that's, that's going to be fun. Let me get it. Uh, we are going to be doing my first time watching this movie, The Phantom of the Opera. First what? Time. You've first never time. watched? I've never seen it. I would Honestly, like to neither partake. Neither have I, but I thought you would. Uh, what? <laughs> I do declare. Uh, it is guest? a 33% by the critics. Is the guest Derek Jimenez? 84% <laughs> by he uh, that the audience. Oh, yeah. No, there's a movie called Big Kahuna. We'll be covering that with. Uh, oh, sure. Uh, Bill Herman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tim Allen. <laughs> uh, our guests will be uh, Cara and Maddie, and it'll be a great time. Our first a time having double a, th- guest? a double guest. Oh, and uh, I'm excited to hear uh, their their take on it because I I hear a lot about uh, from both of them. We had a karaoke night and. and uh, I think a lot of like Maddie really enjoyed the Phantom of the Opera portion of, of the night and that uh, start, started this, really I think. Well, we're going to have to discuss with her, I, I think, because I'm very excited. Uh, this I'll is tune, I'll tune in for that one. I mean, you know, I tune in for all of them. I can't. <laughs> I'll tune in. I'll tune in twice for that. One. Oh, my God. You're you're the best, dude. We we uh, we love you so much. Uh, we we appreciate you being on listening uh you everybody out there as well um if you want to leave us any feedback please do on apple podcasts and rate and review on there (laughs) what's that show us how much you love us reach out show me what you got uh we yeah we show me what you got pretty mama (laughs) we're gonna we're gonna keep this train rolling we've been having a lot of fun and uh we've been doing all, all types of movies and uh, it's been interesting trying to figure out how to tabulate and quantify how I feel about things too. And I, I I've enjoyed the the process. Hope you guys do too. We'll see you next time for Phantom of the Opera. Uh, yeah. Watch us on twitch.tv slash polarized pod. Uh, talk to us on Twitter, polarized pod as well. Uh, polarize the pod at gmail.com. If you want to send us a line what's, there, uh, what's your only fans? <laughs> it's it's booting up uh links in the ig <laughs> it's the same thing with you know we, we got we're, we're spinning all these plates we got a little put another podcast over here and then we're gonna start seeing some more it's like that one of those things where i'm gonna start slow where i don't want to reveal everything too much james 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 what's what's your only fans disco volante thank you my name is disco and i'm, and, and I'm out and we'll and, see you next time and it's been a pleasure and Bye-bye. I do ASMR. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.